And I really noticed while editing that this is like grueling to edit like a three hour recording. It's a lot. I think we can do better summaries for sure. Except yeah. for me who's perfect, obviously. Like if obviously. we if we shoot for like around two hour recordings, that would be very good. I would love that. It would be shorter. And the way we get that yeah. happening is by starting the recording and yeah. starting the podcast. Books. This is a book that came out in uh, the year 2000. The third book in the series is the longest book in the series in my books. In the novels, I write the book in the first book. Books. In the uh, books. Books. The fifth book is about to come out. Two books. And in the books. He does that in the books, too. Let's do it. not going to be in the... What? Okay, whatever. Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> oh, to... Oh, is it... Okay. I'm... Introducing it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. No, I was just gonna say what we just did is not a cold open, so. <laughs> but it's fine. We can just start it. immediately with the intro. Okay, no more cold opens. Just open. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a song of babies and puppies, your favorite podcast. <laughs> this is by Emperor's Decree. Up. <laughs> no, this is good because there's not going to be context, so no one's going to know why you're angry. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's so much worse. My name is Kay, also known as Gunser Sandglass. <laughs> nice. Hello, I'm Chaz, and I'm salty like the sea. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, my name is Janos, also known as Botley Crew. Mm. Okay. Mm. Pretty good. I don't have one. My name is Emmanuel. <laughs> a, a valid yeah. choice. Yeah. Uh, my name is Anna, aka Shaggy Tupac, aka Aaron Tanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I did like that one. Oh, That's so good. good. <laughs> Alright. The mood is saved. I'm happy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. First up. Uh, there's some news, and there's some, some yeah. say that it is, news. Per, it is, quote, real news. Yeah. We know all the news is real. But this news yeah. is kind of a little more newsy than usual. So yeah. uh, go ahead. Should I, should I still start with some bullshit? Because I did find something else. <laughs> I mean, sure, go ahead. You mean just other, sure. other serious but, news that you happen to find? Basically. Yeah, so bad, this is... Bad, bad this news is from, first. <laughs> from the Express. Okay, good. <laughs> Winds of Winter. Night King could be left out of the final George R. R. Martin novel. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, not the Night King. Whatever will we do without him? After all his setup. <laughs> yeah. But how how will it defeat the White Walkers then? After all he's done know. for us, how could George do this? <laughs> uh, yeah, Winds of Winter is the next novel. Uh, in the Song of Ice and Fire series and fans are patiently awaiting the book's release. However, it may not include the huge antagonist featured in the HBO adaptation Game of Thrones. Yeah, possibly not. Uh, this a huge antagonist. Not. What if he was And then large? there's like some image in there. Someone photoshopped a George image. I'm gonna post the link in Discord so you can look at it. Uh, someone photoshopped very like with amount about the same uh, quality of Photoshop as like the cover images of this podcast are very high. <laughs> yes, someone uh, photoshopped George oh, in front of the smirking <laughs> night. <king. laughs> They're doing the same smile. It's just done. 
ah, uh, this means something. This is some sort of walking theory going on. That's here. his his real self-insert character. Everyone yeah. thinks it's it's Tyrion or Sam, but it's the bedtime king. His eyes are so close together, the White Walker man. It's because he's a, a predator. <laughs> okay. His eyes are close to the middle. Damn, you're right. <laughs> he looks straight at you as he stabs you. I think it's mostly just because of all the prosthetic stuff, like widening his head and That's making so them look closer together. Mm-hmm. No, everything they do is with purpose in the show. You've yeah. got to remember that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Oh, this is interesting, though. Uh, not to get sidetracked, but... What? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Explain. Jesus Christ. Okay, because usually, like, when I Google Winds of Winter release, it's going to be, like, that cover where it's, like, the horn on it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but now, like, Google suggests me a different one. <gasps> and it's from uh-huh. this link, which is an article from April that claims that... The release date is out now. Oh, I Ooh, don't like that. A fun what orb. It's like Ooh. a button. And it's purple. I would it's like if it was purple. Orange on purple. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate a purple. What if it was purple? Cover. It's it's a lion? Oh, but is this is an article bad? from April yeah. the 1st, so... I don't know. Oh. Maybe someone did a joke and said that the... The joke day. Who, who would have a joke about such things? <laughs> It would be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we're also gullible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really fell for it because it's a different cover, so... I mean, I'm being snarky about us paying attention to that bullshit. Yeah, well, there's some skeptics. You mean the, the good news. And now I'm, like, looking at, like, other suggested things, and the, there's an article that that says new twilight book question mark but it shows a different cover for the winds of winter <laughs> so what damn the crossover like event of the season words are colliding <laughs> and this is for t- from 2015 anyway sorry for getting sidetracked after let's talk about george's post yeah because there's like some actual updates on the winds of winter this tells me that kind george of. is anticipating our podcast episode yeah Mm. Yeah, he kind of called us out, out a little us. bit in this. Yeah. <laughs> George, George said some uh, I knew he interesting, was listening. interesting things in this one. <laughs> Seems like he's on my side. <laughs> well, George wrote in the blog, I hate the news segments. Please stop doing this. <laughs> George, please. We're George, book we love fans. It. We're book lovers. <laughs> We no, want this revenge. I think, like, deeper down in this blog post, he also confirms something that, that to me, says it was right to do the news segment. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a blog post, but, of course, it's not a real blog post, except not a blog is actually a blog. So, I don't know how to talk about georgeRmartin.com slash not a blog. But, anyway, so this is not a blog post. The, the funny, funny part joke of not... That's that's good, yeah. So here's a blog post by George R. R. Martin. Not. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called writing, reading, writing. Actually, Chess, could you get George in here? Um. Okay. Is there a link to the blog post? Where is it? Hold on. It's in new segment. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
Just just whatever of it you want. You don't have to read the whole thing. Okay, good, because this is quite a lot of pressure, and it's, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed right now. Um, Wait, like, oh. well, did Janos, did you have, like, a plan? Or just were you just going to make her read no, the whole thing? No, I just thing? remembered that, like, George has been on our show once. Uh, hello, it's uh, me, George, and I'm Oh, hello, George. Uh... Yeah, I came back to tell you how much I love Tyrion, and um, just to remind you that he is my favorite character, and if anyone uh, on this podcast doesn't like Tyrion, then you don't respect my vision, and I want you to feel bad about yourself. Okay. After that, I I have this blog post that I've put out, um, just to tell you not to listen to scurious news sources or... um, any sort of source that is not George verified, unlike this blog, which is verified by me, George. I I write it uh, when I when I when I feel <laughs> when I feel like writing it, which is um you know when I'm when I have time, uh, while I'm writing Winds of Winter. Um, just to tell you that I am still writing it. It's coming along. Uh, Ario Hota is there. We love him. I I'm also writing uh, Wild Cards, which I know you're very interested in. <laughs> yes. Uh can't go to New Zealand, which is very sad. But yeah, uh I hope you enjoy my book. That will definitely be out next year. Please please listen to me. Um also Arya is killing someone because she's epic. Okay, bye. Thanks, George. <laughs> wow, sorry, I stepped wow. out for a moment. <gasps> Damn. So I guess I guess we don't need to talk more about this blog post. This this was yeah. all the info. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, he also mentions <laughs> that out of the chapters he's been writing lately, one of them has been Cersei. So I will, I'm, I'm convinced that Cersei <laughs> will get her revenge. Cersei's uh-huh. revenge! Cersei's <laughs> gonna get her revenge, finally! <laughs> ah, revenge um, yeah, Cersei. So, I'm so excited. Thanks, George. Uh, if I remember right, he just said that he loves the news segment and that we were mm-hmm. right in doing it. So He says, make sure to give credence to clickbait websites. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he as he went, he whispered in my ear and he said, I love the new segment. You guys are doing a great job here and I love it. <laughs> he said, make sure to divine hidden meanings from this post. <laughs> he said, count count the number of sentences and it does divide by 12. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also writes in this article that COVID will be over by next year. So thanks, George. Thanks, George. <laughs> He's working on it. He knows. Yeah. He's getting there. You know, it takes time. I also like the the small bit where he tells us that he has two pet mice now. Oh, yeah. Which I (laughs) assume is his cat caught last year. And uh, now he has two pet mice called called Timmy and Tonton. Great names. Timmy and Tonton. Yeah, he never disappoints in coming Mm. up with names. How does the cat... The cat catches them and doesn't just devour them. Yeah, some cats just don't eat them. Yeah, they just like goof around. I'm they sure like to play you can with them. Train them. So, wow. He he taught yeah, the cat the, the futility of of revenge and violence. So. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, there's also a wild cats TV project. The dimensions later. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how wild cats is probably gonna get a better adaptation than a song of ice and fire god. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't believe that's true somehow. I mean, I know I know it'll be hard to be worse, but I don't know. We'll be like the stupid people liking it without having read the books, and all the people who have read the books will be fucking furious. <laughs> Can't wait for the Wild Cards podcast in like ten years, talking about mm-hmm. how much they hate the Wild Cards TV show and all its fans. <laughs> and we gotta yeah. do a, a Joker yeah. Town fan cast. <laughs> 
We're just like, wow, cool Joker town. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for tuning in to the new segment. Um, fuck Jora. <laughs> <laughs> this is to me in the future. Okay, you can stop listening now. <laughs> I think once we finish all the books, we'll have to just keep doing new segments um, just yeah. to keep the podcast going. Because mm. after the books are done, there will be there will still be news. Oh, I mean, there will. There well, I'm retiring. Mm. You know um, there's going to be news. Yeah. There'll be like, new fan theory, John is Sam? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're interested. Mm. I've got you on the hook. <laughs> You'd read that news segment. Damn, I'm convinced. Okay. Hey, we read some chapters. Two chapters. definitely read some chapters. Two. You get two this week. Two this week you get two because one of them is very long. Well, they're also yeah. both kind of long. Both the other is also pretty long. I'm going to say Davos, love him. Great guy. Theon, pretty don't good. love him that much. Okay. <laughs> I like him. Theon's on thin fucking ice. <laughs> Theon's a fair son, and I like him for that. Theon is very funny to read, but also very horrible. Mm. Yeah, it's like... Well, that would have been spoilers. Okay. (laughs) Like many other members of his family. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. The clown gang. Mm. Clown gang? Yeah. (laughs) Dracula Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Davos 1 and Theon 1, right? Yeah. It must be Davos 2, no? No. Davos 1. This is the first Davos chapter. We have two new POVs. No, we were, there was definitely a Davos chapter. He came and gave Stannis his report, didn't he? No, that was it. No, that was the prologue. Oh my god. Wow, I feel crazy. See, this is what happens when you only listen to the news segment. Yeah. <laughs> god, there was no news about Davos. <laughs> this is pretty fucked up. Davos does walk in and say, uh, it's ale and news I need. <laughs> God, these are the things that we all need. That could have been your nickname. Uh, but it would be a lie. Take it out. <laughs> where's the, where's the like, article that says, will Davos get his revenge? Will Davos get his news? When will Davos, <laughs> Davos get, get his you? revenge? New theory. Da- Davos fingers is... Wolf? <laughs> Davos fingers magic question mark? Hmm. Okay. I have been working on my Davos impression, which I think is a more accurate summary of the chapter than any summary anyone could give. Play it on us. Yeah, don't just tease us like that. Woohoo. Okay, let me let me summon him into my mind. Hello, it's me, Dav. Uh <laughs> love onions. Love Stannis, hate the red lady. Uh simple as. Okay, that's my Davos impression. I love him! <laughs> it was him. <laughs> okay, th- uh, Theon 1. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you are go for Davos. Okay. Begin summary. Who has it? It's Theonos. Oh, I thought it was yours. What? No, I said Theon. You didn't say anything. You just posted as soup, and I thought that's Davos. <laughs> oh, you can't see the other emote maybe on dark mode. It's a T and then on. I didn't see the T. Oh, yeah. I just saw T and was very confused. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's the on. <laughs> okay. Oh, now I can see the on if I if I go, yeah, if I go really close to the screen. Damn. T on, <laughs> sorry. Great no, looking. Yeah, I still don't see it. Yeah, me neither. If, if you hover over it. 
Okay, wow. That's that was too elaborate. Oh, oh sorry. There's sorry. a there oh. Well, I can do Davos if no one has Davos. I mean, I've already done it, but I can do it again. <laughs> sure. Okay, so our mate Onion Dave is watching a fire. Um, Stannis is burning all of the wooden religious icons of the Seven. He's not very comfortable with it, but it's fine. They do a sort of ceremony where the Red Lady, Melisandre, basically says that he is Azor Ahiraborn and he pulls like a flaming sword out of the fire. And it's it looks like shit, but everyone's very <laughs> impressed. Oh. Um, I know. A shitty sword. <laughs> He goes off and talks to his sons. They don't really like it, most of them. One of them is into it, the others aren't. Um, he reminds them that they are, although they're the sons of a knight, they're also the sons of a smuggler and they can't get too above their stations because they're not that well liked by the other lords. Um, he goes to meet Salador San, who is also a pirate, um, and he talks to Davos and has a very interesting conversation um, about what Azor Ahai is and what Lightbringer is. And he talks about how Lightbringer was originally forged, which is super fucked up and very similar to the story of the Bell of Beijing that I want to talk about later, um, because okay. it's so similar. Uh, Hell yeah. They have a, some more conversation, eat some grapes, talk about whether or not they're going to win this war and how it's going to go. Davos pats a gargoyle a few times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which I just think is interesting. Davos thinks about his own wife and is like, I I couldn't stab her like Azor High stabbed his wife. That would be really super fucked up. Uh, he goes to talk to Stannis. Um, on the way, he meets Axel Florent, who says some suck-up-y sort of stuff about seeing dancers in the flames, and Davos is like, Stannis fucking hates dancing and fun, so <laughs> that sounds like a lie. Uh, he goes to see Stannis. Stannis is going to send a letter to all the lords, and basically anyone who'll listen that he's the rightful king, Fuck Renly, um, Cersei, Renly and is Jamie. Not in ha- the message. <laughs> Wait, is Renly not in it? He's not, but it's a kind of implied fuck to you to him. Not even worth a mention. It's it's implied, but it's it's yeah. not explicit. Okay, he says he says Cersei and Jamie have incestuously had children, and they're not the trueborn heirs to the kingdom. But I am, and my brother Robert loved me. Hmm. <laughs> and then Stannis is like, I'm going to change the letter a bit. It should say Sir Jamie the Kingslayer because he is a knight and we've got to observe protocols. And also, Robert and I did not get on, so remove Beloved because we've got to be accurate with these things. You gotta. Which is very Stannis. They send 117 ravens. Stannis decides to send Davos off to like talk to people in person and sort of go off and take it to villages. And he's going to send him some knights along with him to do the reading because some people can't read, including Davos. And then Pylos leaves and Stannis and Davos have a nice, friendly, very platonic chat about how much mm-hmm. they love each other. Mm-hmm. And how, basically, Stannis doesn't really respect any of the lords. He only respects Davos's advice because he knows he Everybody else, I respect <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because he's the only one who wouldn't lie to him to, like, soothe his ego or whatever and Davos is like this seems like a bad idea people probably won't follow you they don't believe in the incest even though you have Robert's bastard Edric Storm and that's interesting because if you look at him you can tell something's not right Davos is not happy about burning the seven Stannis is like I don't believe in 
the gods. Why should I believe in the gods when they took my parents from me? Even though I don't believe in the red god really, I believe in the red lady because she has power and she'll help me. Um, I'm sad that Crescent died, but you know, whatever. He's dead, so gotta move on, I guess. Um, Everyone's afraid of the red lady, which is great and I love because that means that they'll do what I say if they're afraid of her. And then he tells a sad story about his bird proud wing, who he nursed back to health after it had an injured wing, and then Robert was mean about it, and then eventually he had to give it up because he needed a better hawk. And he's like, now I need a better hawk, a red hawk, and that's how the chapter Do you get it? (laughs) Do you get it? This is a very laboured metaphor. I'm making my metaphors very easy to understand. I'm getting so mad at Robert every time the proud wing story comes up. I mean, I hate Robert a lot, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm kidding Stannis when he says that he didn't love Robert. (laughs) (laughs) We all hate Robert, but I mean, how old do you think Stannis is in this story? Like 12. 12, So Robert is like 13. (laughs) So, I mean, I can't really be that mad at, like, a 13-year-old teasing his little brother slightly. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't hate him for that. It's just sort of, you know, Robert behavior. It, may, it yeah, reminds me of his for, other like, stuff. The rape and murder, I would say. He's, yeah, he's mean exactly. to a bird puppy. That's unforgivable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it, I don't know, if we can be mad at Theon, we can also be mad at like thirteen-year-old <laughs> Robert. I'm gently mad at him. Yeah. My my yeah. anger caresses him softly, like a small pond. Yeah, I'm. What? You know, he could have been nice. <laughs> he's when he's a teenager. He's just you know, he's having a romantic relationship with ned and he Mm -hmm. has all this potential it's later he becomes evil i guess i mean it's yeah i guess it's society right like yeah he's the oldest child he's the he's the most chad in the family at that point uh so he's like he's like not gonna it's like how what we talk about i guess on on not this podcast but like on I think on to watch is the one we talk about how being a celebrity just kind of fucks you up. Yeah. Uh, and you're not able to, like, act normally in any situation. And I think it's like being the eldest, the oldest child of, like, a big family is like, especially if you're Robert Baratheon, it's going to be kind of like that. Yeah, I guess when their parents died, he was, like, in charge of too much, probably. Yeah. And that's sort of similar to Joffrey disease, so... I- Except, obviously, nowhere near as bad. I don't know, it's pre- kind of almost the same as bad, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, he's not, like, at Joffrey level yet, when he's a teen, I think, whereas that's Joffrey true, that's true. just seems to be like, I'm a teenager, I'm king, I'm gonna shoot arrows at yeah. peasants off the side of my balcony. Yeah, but Remember like... when Robert was like, how could I have made a son like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your son, dude! <laughs> just yeah. like you. Every day I smack my wife. What is wrong with this boy, though? But yeah, I guess it's kind of different with, or like worse with Joffrey, because like Robert was like there to actively like either abuse or neglect him. Mm. True. Whereas like Robert's parents died, which is, which sucks. But it's like, I don't know, it, it's going to fuck you up in a different way. Yeah. The Baratheons all had their old man father, mm. their special. Yeah. <laughs> True, yeah. Maester dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Crescent. And... He's fine. They seemed cool. They had great taste in clowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have other things we'd like to say about Davos chapter? Because I know. Oh I yeah. Know. First, uh, maybe the the fire scene is maybe possibly a little important. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it might have some stuff. Burning, burning images of gods might mean something. Damn. Yeah. Know. Too deep for me. It's like one of those, the first line is like one of those classic George lines. Like, the morning air was dark with the smoke of burning gods. It's like such a perfectly worded sentence. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like George puts a lot of those, like, simple yet evocative sentences into the Davos chapters, which I think is very, like, yeah. smart of him. Yeah. Because mm. Davos is like, I am humble man, but he yeah. understands things more than other people do. <laughs> yeah, he's clever, I think. Yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, no, because I was thinking it's like, because we also had this in the prologue, all these evocative lines, and it's like, this is going to be, um, like, this is a Clash of Kings, right? It's the second book. Yeah. We're going to introduce some new angles that are going to be very important for the overall story. And there's this, like, spooky place of Dragonstone. And, like, it has all these spooky new characters, like Melisandre. So it's got to be, like, really evocative. He's got he's got to really... Especially after having built up Stannis for an entire book. He's got to deliver yeah. on, on making this new angle, like, as enticing as possible. I got, like, a really vivid image of the, like... The castle behind the fire, like bending, like it does, you know, whenever you're looking through heat waves. Like, it must just be genuinely fucked up if you're raised in a society where most people at least kind of believe in the gods, and now you just got this big fire and you're just burning all the uh-huh. burning all the statues from the church. You're just burning a church, yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Davos definitely kind of shows us that a lot, where he's like, yeah. well, I didn't really, like, pray or anything, but I did pray all the time, and I, it feels like you're, like, burning my mom or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, when he's talking to Stannis, he's like, oh, the mother, she helped my wife through seven births, and Stannis is like, well, your wife gave birth, not the mother, yeah. so... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Women respect to Stannis. Do you pray to your wife, he says? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And Davos says, yes, I do every day. I love my wife. Davos is like, yes, when I think of her, I think of her drooping breasts. Um, <laughs> he loves it. Davos wife guy does. in this one for me. He is a bit wife guy, yeah. 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 I mean, he has a million sons, so... <laughs> yeah. That's true. I have seven, doesn't I have it? seven perfect sons and one perfect wife. Nothing will mm-hmm. happen to any of them. Kind of funny how, how... I'm pretty sure in the show they did mention his wife in season two. <laughs> And then never, yeah. like, even mentioned <laughs> her again. That it's fine. Do you think Davos uh, kneels before his wife to pray? I mean, I think I yes. So. Okay. <laughs> he says, ah, salty like the sea. Okay. No! <laughs> no, it's the other chapter. Damn, he does love the sea, though. <laughs> he does love the mm-hmm. sea. Mm-hmm. It's metaphorical. It's kind to of, me. it's also kind of a theme in. Of this episode, I guess, is... The ocean. The sea. Oh. Mm. Mm. The sea and Water the sea and man. fire. The, you know, two important things in this Yeah, book the song series. of water and fire. That's why it's called. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put them together, ice and fire, and you get water, so it's kind of the synthesis, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Wow. Uh, should we talk about Azora High? Who's that? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he might be an important little fella. Is this the first mention? First mention? If you have not been listening to the spoiler mm-hmm. sections, <laughs> you have no idea who this man is. Just yep. a special guy. And now you get to enter 
whole new world of bullshit. Yep. The not spoiler <laughs> zone. <laughs> you get to think about this guy for the next four books, so There's no turning Congrats. back, so if if this is like too spooky for you, like stop listening <laughs> right now, delete this podcast from your app, <laughs> throw away all your books if you already bought like the future books, like fucking I don't know. Yeah, get rid all of all the books. <laughs> yeah, you made it through the first book, but now a guy kills his wife, and that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first, before Salador San tells us the story of Melisandre, says some things about what will happen to like show that Azor High has come again. And one of the things she says is that there will there will come a long summer when the stars bleed. Here, wait, let me find the line. Yeah, that's what she says. She says, It will come a day after a long summer when the stars bleed and the cold breath of darkness falls heavy on the world. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. I wonder what uh, stars bleeding is like. Huh. It's like a cool hmm. red comet. Is it like... It's when yeah. you're a celebrity and okay. you're guillotined. <laughs> oh. When you're a celebrity who menstruates, Okay. Yes, that's what I was going to say before, and then I changed it in my head, but thank you. <laughs> the guillotine one is more political, so we might want to shy away from that. Yeah, no politics. Here. No politics. <laughs> politics reason, yeah. Could you imagine? No. Having one of those? Mm-hmm. A politic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm in a politics-free zone. Imagine, like, thinking you're in that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, bleeding stars. We already see one of those up in the sky, and it's a uh, it's a lightbringer comet. I do have seen Ooh. it. People do talk about it. I would say about half the people who have observed this meteor have said that it's blood. So you yeah, fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people are more right than others. Edmure said it was a fish, but everyone else. I don't think anyone in Brand Zone said it was blood. Um, Didn't Osha? Osha, I think, said uh, it. Yeah, she said fire and blood. She's, okay, so yeah. Osha's right. blood yeah. and fire. And yeah. Nan said it was dragons. So yeah, she, she could smell dragons, dragons on them. Yeah, blood. Yeah, so that one's yeah. right. Um, I feel like Osha is like usually right about everything. Yeah, so Osha's she can be. Yeah, right. she's pretty much got it. Got it down. Yeah, she listened to the last sections of our podcast. <laughs> she's an avid listener. The people who said it was for Joffrey's birthday were the most wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they're the most right. Probably Joffrey is blood to me. <laughs> It's Joffrey's party. Come get it. (laughs) (laughs) If you zoom in on the comet, that's what it says on it. (laughs) It's like um, when an airplane flies by and it's got one of those big banners behind it, and that's what the comet does. Everyone's trying to understand this comet, but they didn't try to, didn't ever try to zoom in because they would have seen it says. The girl reading this. <laughs> Crescent, Crescent looked through the telescope at the comet, but he didn't look behind it at what it actually said. Yeah. What if it was Joffrey's party? Comet get it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Melisandre's death prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, Melisandre tells us how the long night started. But anyway, then we get the forging story. So there's like some important stuff in there that we've kind of already talked about. Um, the like, there's three forgings. Nissa Nissa like 
you know, goes into the sword. She screams, and that scream leaves a crack on the face of the moon. And what else? The fact that Zorha is a a smith. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you'll see him associated with that. Exactly like the Bell of Beijing. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now, or do you want to... Okay, I'll just... I'll go through it. It's quite short. Basically, um, the Emperor of Beijing, he says he wants a new bell, so he commissions this... um, bell maker sort of artisan of metal to make this bell for the city um and he gives him a purse of gold and he works for i think a month and when he casts the bell it's full of pitted holes and it breaks and the emperor is like i don't worry just try again so he gives him more gold and this time he works for three months um and when he casts it again it, it breaks into three pieces um and it doesn't work and the emperor is like listen Next time, I'm going to give you one more chance, but if you fail, then I'm going to have you executed. Um, So he, the maker, he has a daughter who's 16, um, and she's like, is there anything I can do? And he's like, no, I'm either going to make this bell this third time, or I'm going to die. And she goes to talk to a, like a seer, and the seer tells her that it will only work if the bell is mixed with the blood of a young girl. So the third time the emperor comes and just as they're about to pour the molten bronze into the um the mold she jumps into the molten bronze and her blood mingles with the molten metal and they try and catch her but they just grab a shoe and then when they cast the bell it comes out perfectly but when they hit it it makes a bell noise but then it sort of sounds like it's screaming at the end so similar you know normal mm-hmm I feel like I would not consider that to be a perfect bell. Like, if I commissioned a bell and the noise it made was, ah! I'd be like, no, you didn't do the bell. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't love that, so. But it's a very impressive bell. And they talk a lot, I think, because there's different, slightly different versions, but they talk a lot uh-huh. about, like, the blood being in the metal and that making mm. the metal work. So that just reminds me of, like, Bringer and the whole. Um, yeah, George stole that for sure. Yeah, it just, it's too similar to me yeah. he likes to, to just be. do a little borrowing every so often yeah oh all over the place yeah. they had, <laughs> yeah. like so much <laughs> <laughs> which is good i mean that's good fantasy writing i mean george yeah. where's the bibliography though you know yeah sources come on <laughs> <laughs> that's what we have to find it <laughs> it's a fun puzzle for us exactly <gasps> damn yeah um and we could talk about too how it's like pretty obvious that this is just like a stage play oh yeah yes i was gonna say that it's it's described as like so unimpressive somehow like yeah. uh, <laughs> and stannis is like clad in a in like layers of of leather to not be burned and he just like takes the sword out uh, like uh, puts it in the air for a few <laughs> seconds and then goes oh ah, oof Hot. <laughs> puts it in the ground and goes away right. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Stannis would never be an actor because that's like lying. Mm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that it said that like Stannis marched in as as like a soldier going into the battle. Marching field. into battle, yeah. Because yeah, they could just have uh, have said Stannis went in as if he was getting ready to have sex with his wife. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Stannis strode forward like he had to fuck. Takes a few seconds and he says, ooh, ooh, hot, and... And then sticks it in the ground, yeah, you know. <laughs> Puts his sword in the ground. <laughs> and it's all melted and like... No. <laughs> <I'm sorry. 
And he wears a, he wears a lot of leather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Dennis is never Christ. naked. <laughs> He's a never nude. Yeah. Who says it is like Renly that says that you know he marches to his yeah. bedchamber like a soldier going on? It's the yeah. same word, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and it's a nice way. It's a, this is like an early hint, if it wasn't kind of obvious enough from the mm. phallic nature of a sword, mm-hmm. uh, that the Lightbringer forging thing can also describe procreation and the and the mother dying in yeah. childbirth. It's also mm, an yeah. early hint mm. that Stannis might be gay. The rumor come out. Does Stannis is gay? Does <laughs> <laughs> is gay? I mean, to be honest, this Davos chapter does confirm it to me. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, before, yeah. but now I'm like, no. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the so I don't know. We can talk about Sanlit or San. Is there anything you want to say about him before we move on to the scene with Stannis and? I definitely think Davos. it's significant that he points out that it's a burned sword, not a burning sword. He's like, mm. yeah, it's just yeah. fucked up. Burnt it's not sword. Lightbringer. Yeah. yeah. He wears a jaunty green cap, so that's fun. <laughs> Ooh, he I, also I has that. um, he has jade buttons in the shape of monkeys. Yeah, Salad so would be dressing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> salad. <laughs> dressing. <laughs> also, the... Uh. <laughs> the actor... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the actor who was playing Salader in the TV show was also the butler in Artemis Fowl, except he wasn't allowed to be called butler for some stupid reason. Oh, so oh, yeah. No, I thought that was, that was a uh, different guy. I think that was Zara. Saros and Texas. Oh, the guy. someone yeah. posted that it's the actor who played Salador in Pigot. And no. I only remember it from that. The, the guy who played Salador was also in Walking Dead. Okay. Mm. I'd like to give him a hug. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like whether you end up in The Walking Dead or in Artemis <laughs> <laughs> Fall, like there's not much difference. Well, I was saying just like, not to comfort him for being in bad stuff, but just to, he looks nice to hug. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Salvador gives us a Renly update, which is very important and we need to know about. Okay. I love when. What's Renly doing? Renly is marching with his wife and all his army up to King's oh, Landing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's taking his wife with him. Dallas is like, you gotta leave your wife at home, dude. That's what I did. He's like, does Stannis know he's taking his wife? What's with that? Salador Sin is so fucking charming. I just love the way he talks. He's like. Boy, he says, I told Stannis already, and, like, he is, like, so scary, and I am afraid to be in the room with him, and I, but he owes me money, <laughs> like, and I want my money, and not yeah. promises. Salvador said is like, very charming until he's like, well, if he lets me fuck Cersei, then I'll forgive his debt. Yeah, that shit's weird. <laughs> um, but... Cancelled, maybe. A little off-color joke. The way he slips in these, like things is just to flatter himself that like whenever because he wasn't at the ceremony and he's like that thing was a burnt sword not light bringer and davos is like you weren't there and he's like men tell me things it is my smile <laughs> <laughs> oh manuel he smiled at you didn't he you're smitten you know maybe okay well <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> I do like a, a boy who dress. <laughs> it is his smile and his dressing. <laughs> yeah, he seems fun. Yeah, I like how he's like, I don't like talking to Stannis because he judges my outfits, but I'm not going to change about who I am. 
Yeah. He's like, he can change his attitude before I change my clothes. I will go dressing to the grave. <laughs> uh, and I do want to talk about, like, Davos's reaction to that to the story, because I think that's pretty oh, yeah, important. It's, great. it's really important, I think. Because, you know, we just got this message that Azor Ahai is, like, the warrior of God and the son of fire and all this shit, and he's great and he's awesome. And then Salador Sands like, yeah, you know how he became that? It was to stab- he stabbed his wife. And Davos is like, hmm, I don't think I could do that. You couldn't know, be you me. Can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, stabbing his wife couldn't be me. Damn, guess I'm not a hero. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's good. But you are a hero, Davos, and that's why. Yeah. Davos, you're close to getting Yeah, he's so close to getting it, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the meaning behind this, yeah. The low self-esteem from society prevents him from getting it. He's like, oh, he's like, okay. I guess I'm just not cool. Because I wouldn't kill my <laughs> awesome wife. <laughs> guess I love my wife too much to be a true hero. <laughs> Loving your a wife, post by Davos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sorry. My mind just started to drift off because I remembered that um, Sarah pointed out in Pigot that uh, Todoroki, My Hero Academia, is the song of ice and fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else to say about it? And now I'm just <laughs> now I'm just like trying to think who Davos would be. That's like way too far removed to figure out. I know. Davos would be like hawks or something. I don't yeah. know. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that means Stannis is Endeavor, so that doesn't work. Yeah, that's not that's not good. No, because I was also thinking about Endeavor when we were talking about, like, Spooky Fire. That's, like, the other connection. But I can't quite put it together. Well, come back next week once you have it. <laughs> okay, so Davos goes to talk to Stannis. He does, yeah. yeah. They hear his cool letter, and Davos is like, well, there's some problems with your cool letter, and I will tell them to you because you love yeah. me so much. Basically, uh, Well, yeah. first... Go ahead. <laughs> they read the letter... He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't want to speak freely in front of Pylos the Maester, and he like looks at him and then it's like Stannis caught the look and then he's like, <laughs> and then Stannis shoes away the Maester so that they could be alone and I like it. <laughs> it is very good. Even yeah. before that, my favorite part is Stannis says, "Hey Davos, come read this letter," and the Davos goes. Obediently, he selected a paper at random. It looks handsome enough, <laughs> but I, I cannot read the words. It's like, yeah, damn, these are sure words. That these are cool paper. pieces of paper, dude. Very pretty, <laughs> very soft. Love it. This is literally just Sam and John energy. Like, there's like, oh my god, it's, it's kind of some bits are reversed. Okay. Like, uh, Stannis is the one who reads instead of uh, John, but. Uh, you know, just like being able to read each other and like I don't know the secret looks between them. How Stannis will like sometimes forget about certain details about Davos. No, I get what you're saying. I I can see these parallels. Mm-hmm. It's definitely there. I like when Davos is like, "Well, I can't read, but my sons learn their letters," and he's like so proud of them. It's very yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice. Davos is a good man. He's just a nice yeah, little if you, man. If you don't like Davos, I think you might be wrong. <laughs> Damn, is one fired. of his sons is one of his sons named Stannis? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. His youngest son, I think. Right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. The most recent son, because that's the one he had after he met Stannis. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, dude, love this guy. It's so funny that he went from being like a smuggler, like for most of his life, to suddenly being like, I love Stannis so much. Yeah. Stannis is the best. I will do whatever my king tells me to do. It's it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, just, like, no rich person had ever cared for him at all. So, like, the first one who, like, shows any amount of humanity, he's like, oh, this is kind of epic. He's like, wow, um, I'm adopted now, I guess. Wow, a king can love you? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's the, it's the same thing that, like, we talked about in the prologue, or, like, at least I talked about it, how, what's the name of the master who died? Crescent, how he's like, Crescent. oh, I'm the only one who cares about Stannis but like somehow everyone who everyone who cares about Stannis thinks that they're the only one but there's like <laughs> yeah. there's like several people who like truly yeah. deeply care about Stannis yeah and we, we often hear like oh Stannis doesn't like inspire love and no one like cares for him and he's so cold but like a few people like really are totally devoted to him people do yeah, be loving like Stannis th th yeah. there's so much more like genuine love uh, found for Stannis than we ever encounter for Robert like mm, yeah pretty much Ned is basically yeah, the only like, one genuine. who loves him and, and even he puts a lot of parentheses mm. around it yeah I love Robert yeah I must say like, I was reading Fire and Blood and there's this character Alaric Stark and I yeah. kind of I kind of feel like George is being like look this is who Stannis is in a way because he has this reputation of being like flinty and prickly and mean mm. and humorless and cold, except then Allison goes to stay with him and he's actually just has a very like dry sense of humor and he's actually very kind to the people. He's just got a bit of a, a strange sort of. Mm. Yeah, demeanor. I think that's definitely how I, I feel think about that's Stannis. Stannis. I think this was George's being like, here is a hint about Stannis's true personality if, if you're having trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, when, the yeah. When Crescent was like, Stannis doesn't know what jokes are. I'm like, Stannis yeah. loves to tell jokes. You just don't get them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the the image we get of Stannis in this chapter is like somebody who's like really, really sensitive, and you know, puts up walls because of that. But he's and kind of gives off the impression of not. I mean, it is like. He doesn't give a shit about what people think, and I think that makes people, some people think that he just, like, doesn't know what they think, but he's really yeah. good, he's, like, good at reading people, he understands, you know, I mean, he sees Davos, like, uh, give a shaky look at Pylos, and he immediately knows, like, okay, like, what do you want to yeah. say that you won't say in front of him, and, like... And he's talking about the lords, and he says one of them would say that he did a great job if he, like, showed him the contents of his privy, which I think is very... <laughs> great shitting, <laughs> your grace. <laughs> and he also says that he's going to send all these letters, and he's pretty sure no one is going to answer them. So he is aware of, like, yeah. how things are. Yeah. Yeah, but he still wants to do them the right way. Yeah. Yeah, and he definitely still has blind spots, like, Davos brings oh, up for this... Sure the political message of the done in the light of the Lord line instead of something more traditionally Westerosi that's like, you know, under the old gods and the new or something like mm. that. Well, something that's a bit more vague. So you can like, it doesn't explicitly mention the new God, but it's like, it kind of encompasses all yeah, the gods. He's, he's not, re yeah. not really pragmatic in, in a lot of things. Yeah. 
Like, oh, some, no. he, sometimes he is, and sometimes he's he's absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Stannis is also a little bit rich people poisoned when Davos is like, you can't put up these on walls and think that poor people can read them. Yeah. yeah. And Phylos is like, yeah, actually, like, not even half of the people in the realm can read. Yeah, but, like, nobody other than Davos would tell that to Stannis. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if fucking, if Robert had pulled something like this, nobody would have told him. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one on his council would even know, probably. Yeah. I mean, Ned might have, you know. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of Ned's role, wasn't it? Yeah. Except he didn't go with it. Yeah. Well, Ned tried. Ned said, yeah, Ned well, said well, hey, I mean, don't kill children. That's cringe. That was his one point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Ned, Ned, he had Ned as someone who wasn't just going to, like, suck up to him. But then when Ned told him the truth, he couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Much as, uh, you know, some would say that Robert was the true steel and... <laughs> Stannis will bend and break before he bends. (laughs) Stannis actually can listen and change his mind. Yeah. Maybe Donald was wrong on that one. Maybe he was wrong on all of them. Maybe he lives in an isolated uh, campsite (laughs) in the north and hasn't talked to anyone who doesn't live there for like 12 years. Yeah. Maybe he only like remembers Robert like very vaguely and you know. He did say, like, you know, Robert's changed and he went to Rust when he became king and, you know, that kind of thing, so... Yeah, he sucks. But I don't really think he's that far off when we get... when he talks about (laughs) Renwick. You dare! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, we'll get there whenever Cat gets there. Any other thoughts about this one? I have... My theory, which is, um, so they talk about how to make a real Lightbringer, you have to kill, they say your wife, but really it was that I love you best of all that is in this world, more than just Mm -hmm. your wife. So I don't think that Stannis could kill his wife, but I think he could kill either (laughs) Shireen or Davos, honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh god, imagine Davos being a Nissa Nissa. I feel like no one ever talks about Davos being Nissa Nissa, and I feel like it's a possibility. What if Davos is Azor Ahai and has to kill Stannis? <laughs> <laughs> what if Davos has to up. fight him on Stannis? <laughs> I'm like, thinking about that scene in Infinity War that everyone loved where... Was that Endgame in Endgame where they were like at the cliff and they, you had to like kill the person you loved the most and they yeah. were all like fighting to be the one who's being killed. And it was the two characters that uh, nobody yeah. cared about. And now I'm imagining like Stannis and Davos doing that. No, you kill me. <laughs> no, you kill me. You step. You step first. <laughs> Damn, an Azora High for Azora High relationship. <laughs> hero for hero, yeah. Hmm. What's the fucking this little scene with Davos and uh, Alistair, or what's his name? Axel Thorne. Axel. Uh, Axel. That's it. Yeah. Axel. Yeah. Fucking Axel. Axel. What if you named your child Axel? <laughs> I'm gonna name my medieval child Axel. It's I'm fine. naming my child. Simplicity. I think we say it was like Axel Florent or something like that. Axel Florent. Yes. Florent sounds sounds oh. very French. Do French yeah. people have big well, ears? French. Sometimes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> My friend uh, 
tried to tell me in middle school that his middle name was legally Sephiroth. <laughs> it's, I think it might be. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> but what if it, it is now? Been, yeah. Excellent. Maybe, I don't know. Florence. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Now his first name is Sephiroth. Damn, he got you. But there's just this scene where, like, you know, whenever Davis gets there, the other lords are leaving, and Axel, like, pulls him aside to be like, I saw dancers in the flames, and they looked really cool, and I, it's a vision for victory. And, and Davos is like, cool, bro, and then they leave. <laughs> like, He's like, I... Stannis would never dance in victory, so I think you're lying. Stannis mm-hmm. would never hit the Ceremira. <laughs> he would never hit the woe. He would never floss, ever. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him flossing in the flames. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just a introduce this character but i don't know it's just like completely out of nowhere it seems really weird that mm-hmm. like well i think it's like setting up it's just yeah. sort of talking about davos and the lords and also the florence because he says like the florence are like uh aligned with renly no yeah Alli- Alliin- oh yeah the florence themselves yeah. yeah the house yeah not not him but the rest of them so davos doesn't trust him because the rest of his family are like uh there with someone else yeah <laughs> and also it sort of shows he's a bit of a kiss ass as well yeah i think it's also to to show that there are a, a few people that are 100 percent buying into the the rural stuff the queen's man yeah yeah or at least know it's political to buy into it at this point the queen's man yeah, yeah. oh yeah the queen's man yeah, yeah that word is already dropped here right maybe even yeah. in the product, yeah. i don't remember he does give us uh, the symbol of, like, the dozen. Yeah, I underlined that dozen. Oh, you know I caught that dozen. <laughs> yeah. A dozen, like, maidens made out of fire that are dancing in robes made out of fire and stuff. So he might be telling the truth, or I don't know. It'd be weird if he was. That'd be wild. Because that is a real thing that we see. That we see another Lightbringer forging fires, quote-unquote. Yeah. I think that this kind of sets up the sort of culture of suspicion in Stannis's guys, basically. Like, they're all trying to catch each other out in not being real R'hllor fans, basically. Yeah. Fake A little fans. bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least, like, yeah, some of the more conniving ones. And I guess the last thing that I want to mention is that the statues were made... Oh, whoops. The statues were made... Um, I'm sorry, I just dropped my phone somewhere. Anyway, okay. The statues were made from the masts of the ships that the yeah. Valyrian, the, the Targaryens, yeah. sailed over. Mm. So they are really cool symbols that like show us the unity of these different things of ship masts that are also dragon ships that are also gods and also like weirwoods because they're the ship masts. But yeah, they're, they're pretty dope. Yeah, and as a conservator, it's very upsetting that they were burned because they're of great historical interest and should be preserved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Salador San was like, like I, I could have sold those to a museum. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Did he yeah, they museum? were like, what? Uh, 300 years old, right? Well, he said collector, yeah. which is the same thing. Yeah. yeah, sure. Oh, and then they also first mention of the new symbol for Stannis, the Flaming Heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which you will see this later, and perhaps it could mean something. Flaming Heart is like genuinely an epic symbol. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah. It's pretty rock and roll, to be honest. Not as good as like a dancing juggling fool, but... <laughs> it's the second best thing. Yeah, we'll put, we'll put it in yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can both have. You can have both of those, like on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if the the fool is juggling burning hearts? That would be. Ooh. Oh, shit. Ah, cool. oh shit! Oh shit! That's so cool. <laughs> would you have an octopus on a skateboard, though? <laughs> Absolutely. No, imagine not. an octopus juggling though, and it's juggling with like eight <laughs> tentacles. Mm. That would be very good. God, he'd be so good at juggling. Why? Where'd the octopus come from? It's from I the next know. chapter. <laughs> Do you mean a squid, you fake fan? I don't know a difference between squid and octopus, like like genuine, between the animals. animals. That's like, I don't know the difference between a bear and a lion. They're different animals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, squids, they're they're the ones that look pointy and they have ten... Yeah, they're the ones from fucking Splatoon. They have eight arms and two tentacles instead of eight tentacles. And they can live super long and they have like they're pretty intelligent and they also can get really really big like yeah yeah they They fight with sperm whales yeah they have like they have like tentacle hook fights with whales well if if they're so intelligent they're not a good sigil for the great joys yeah (laughs) it's aspirational for the great joys i mean they're intelligent for an animal yeah (laughs) and the great joys are stupid for a human so (laughs) they're close yeah (laughs) It doesn't work in English because it's in his name, but in German, Squidward from SpongeBob is just called Tadeus, and I never knew if he was a squid or a tentacle. Oh. Or, I mean, a squid or an octopus. Yeah. Ah. I can see where you'd be confused. Wait, how many legs does he have? <laughs> he actually doesn't have a squid-shaped head, so you're actually probably right. Yeah. He looks more like an octopus. Maybe. Except for his like, hands how many, have like, squid shape. How many Wait. limbs does he have? Wait, six. I think he is an octopus because doesn't whenever they show up on land and they turn into like little plastic toys. I think he toys, looks like an octopus there. Yeah, yeah he does. I think he, does. he is an octopus. But he does have squid in his name. Maybe it's a trick. Yeah, Squidward's trick. That does seem like a trick. I mean, Mr. Krabs is a lop. Isn't he a lobster? No, Larry is the lobster. And oh. he yeah, looks very different. Yeah, the lobster is like the fit one. Yeah, it says his, anyway. his wiki says species octopus confirmed. Huh. Why does he have squid in his name? He also only has like four legs and two arms, so... Yeah, he left He's a spider. Maybe that's what fucked it up for me forever. Why is his name squid? I can't believe Spongebob would lie in this I way. I can't believe <laughs> this. I can't believe childhood, like a childhood actress sea sponge looks differently than like a I bet Spongebob. S- I bet sea snails don't even meow. <laughs> I bet that's a lie as well. Okay. I can't believe the have- show that has... An ocean underwater and also fire <laughs> underwater. Is that scientifically accurate? <laughs> I have a quote here which says, uh, he named Squidward after a squid, which is closely related to an octopus. The name Octoword just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> you know what? That's valid. All right, let's go to the end. Let's go to the end. The on time. Okay. Yay. Speaking of fail sons. Speaking of fail squids. Yes, exactly. Picking a fail squid. Okay. When we last saw Theon, he was being sent by Rob to go and treat with his papa to f- fight with them against uh, the Lannisters and all. So now we see Theon is on a fancy boat, not a fancy boat, a kind of shitty boat, uh, on his way to Pike, which is the 
you're going to have to help me understand the geography of Yeah, the I had some issues with that. <laughs> Pike is, I believe, the the castle of the Greyjoys, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I think yeah, so. it's both the island, I think, that it's on and the small city that's around the castle and the castle. Okay. Something yeah, like the, that. The Ironborn cannot be asked to think of that many names. Yeah. Just call it all Pike. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Theon is looking at the island and being like, oh, I was baby when I last saw it. And he's he's made the captain of the ship go in a stupid direction so that he can look at the island the way that he looked at it while he was leaving. And the captain is like, this will destroy my boat. And Theon said, I am in charge here, so you will do it. He wants to stand dramatically on the deck and like look at the He literally is distance. like, this will be so cinematic, bro. This will mean yeah. so much. He wants to do the Titanic pose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he want to be Rose? I'm king of the world. He literally does. <laughs> he does be like, I'm king of the world, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's feeling pretty happy with himself. Yeah, yeah, he sees the comet and he says, it is my comet. Sure. <laughs> it's Theon's comet, baby. It's, Come it's get everyone's, it. everyone's comet by this point. It's, it's a yeah. red... Yeah, I want to say even, octopus like, again. It's yeah. a red squid. Yeah, he doesn't even bother like trying to like think of reasons why it would be his, like the color or the shape or anything. He's just like, it's my comet because it's happening while I'm doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's looking at it and says... 2020 is my year. (laughs) (laughs) Legit, yeah. So uh, there's a a girl on this ship, as it turns out, and she is sure. Yeah, she is the daughter of the captain of the ship, and Theon has taken her for a lover. I will say politely. Mm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we we get some kind of hints that the captain is not so happy about this, but he doesn't really have the station to say anything about it basically Mm -hmm. he he kind of like looks unhappy whenever theon does anything but Mm -hmm. doesn't say anything and theon thinks to himself that this guy is you know a lick spittle as they like to say (laughs) absolutely gross but whatever Mm. god it's a it's a common british phrase lick spittle is it really well, not that common. Like, it's, like, you know, <laughs> it's like old timey. You'd be like, "Oh, what a lick spittle!" It's like you know, he's a he's a scab. I don't know. It's so yeah. gross. I imagine like licking someone's spit like off their chin. Uh. Yeah, basically. So gross. Okay, and that's pretty but... gross. But we also learn what Theon's nut tastes like. So, <laughs> uh, so also gross. no one can say if this is a good or bad chapter. Yeah. Really. This this. Poor girl, he doesn't even get the name. Like the all the all the Night's Watch guys that like show up once and die all get cool names. But this, no, this is poor girl daughter. is just Captain Stott. Yeah. I don't believe that Theon knows her name, so this makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. True. It's, but yeah, yeah Theon, it's characterization. Theon gets his epic moment looking at the island and then says, uh, I'll go back mm. in the cabin and have sex with this girl whose name I don't know. And she's, like, trying her best to be very nice to him. She's, like, asking her nice questions about, like, oh, how does your house look? How are, are you happy? Like, oh, are you, do you want to have sex? Do you want to be my friend? Can we hang out after this? And Theon's <laughs> like, absolutely not. We are having sex now. Uh-huh. And basically he mm-hmm. recounts all the sex he's had and how cool he is about it. And... <laughs> I'm skipping all these pages. Like in my mind, my my mental image of Theon at this point, like or you know the way he conceives of himself, 
is just the phrase from Jojo that is like, women were like food for Dio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and Theon is very full of himself mm. right now. He's like yeah. very, oh, he he's very confident in his plan to go help his dad. And he's very like, oh, we will return to the old ways of the Ironborn, which was the coolest way to be, where... Mm. You were a pirate, basically, and you just killed everyone and stole their stuff and raped people, and it was pretty epic in yeah. Theon's opinion. And, and he's like and thinking sustainable. about that while he's like thinking about that while he's getting a blowjob, and Theon's like, "This is mm-hmm. cool. It's I like it." I did want to talk about that because it's like it's both hilarious and it's also really economic storytelling. I think where it's like you know this is sex position done right or whatever because it's like. You know, it's giving us some exposition and stuff, but it's also characterizing Theon as somebody who, while he's having sex, he's not, like, paying attention to it at all. He's, like, thinking about his conquest and his, like, being yeah. a badass man and stuff. Like, this is, like, that's, like, what he gets turned on by. It's not the actual, <laughs> and, like, yeah. sex act or anything. Yeah, the, yeah he's, like... He's like a pickup artist who's like, oh, just look how many people I've slept with. But mm. while it's happening, he's like, this is fine. The rumor come out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the, the ship docks at Lord's Port, which is, I guess, you know, it makes sense. It's the port where the lords go to get to their house. Yeah. <laughs> this is lazy. Again, it's a, a lazy very, name. very simple name for a very simple people. Yeah, it's Ironborn, man. Welcome to Boatport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theon gets there and he's looking around for his very important detail who are sure to arrive to take him. Mm. And he can't find anyone fancy and he's kind of pissed about it. And Captain's daughter is like, hey, how about I be your side chick? And he's like, absolutely not. (laughs) Basically. I mean, they talk about this thing called like salt wives, which is uh, the ironborn where they, they have a, is it a stone wife? Who's your real wife? Yeah. And your salt wife is, like, the wife you get at sea or whatever. So she's, like, some... It's like a, a concubine, I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Your extra wives. Yeah. Your bonus mm-hmm. wife. Wife, too. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but Theon says, you will not be my salt wife because you're not cool. But, hey, maybe you'll have my baby, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you probably got a bastard and I'm going to be a king. So lucky for you, I yeah, guess. Your dad should be proud. Yeah. Your dad is... <laughs> And she's like, my dad is going to beat the shit out of me for sleeping with someone. Uh-huh. And he's like, mm, not my problem. He's like, dads do yeah. that. Dads, yeah. Does your dad not beat the shit out of you? Couldn't be me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no one is here to pick up Theon. But then it turns out that someone is here to pick up Theon. And it's Theon's uncle, Aaron. Yay. How are we saying his name? Aaron? It's just Aaron to Aaron? me. Aaron? Aaron, yeah. I say Aaron. Aaron, like in Aaron's party. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Aaron's drown card, come get it. For like the first two times I read this book, I did pronounce it damn fire rather than damp hair for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fun. I was like, ah, like samphire, yeah. but no, I'm just a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I did that too, don't worry. That would be like okay. too, too uh, elaborate for Ironborn. They just have the yeah, most legit like, yeah. name. Oh, he, he's always he's <laughs> always wet and has a lot of hair, so we call him Dan. Yeah, hair. they're like, oh, here he comes, Uncle Damp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my soggy uncle. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, my salt uncle. Uh, yeah. My salt uncle. 
Theon doesn't recognize this man as his uncle initially because mm. when he left, uh, Uncle Aaron was very into being a party boy. But now it seems that he is just a man of the god and he is only into <laughs> drinking salt water and praying. He was yeah. he was basically unclowned by almost drowning. Yeah, like he's he was a funny lad before and now he's just very stern and yeah. yeah. Kind of poke some hole. In I just remember that the same thing actually happened to like one of my distant uncles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not the drowning, but like he, uh, he, after his he went through a divorce, he suddenly became like super extremely religious. I think Catholic or something. So reverse clown, yeah. Forced unclonification. <laughs> now that is a nightmare. My wife got my clown jeans in the divorce. Aren't you definitely not not? Catholic anymore if you're divorced? Like, does, right? Does it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he got, like, some super special priest who, like, annulled his marriage, mm. which usually doesn't work in Catholicism unless you have money yeah. and find a corrupt priest, apparently. Great. Wow. So, Uncle Aaron is here to tell us about the Drown God, who is the hot new god sweeping the nation. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. So many more gods in this book. I know. Yeah. And they're all, like, monotheistic gods. I think gods, it's actually a really old god. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's old. He's mm-hmm. an old guy, actually. So the drowned god is just, you know, the, the god that the Ironborn like, because he's an ocean god, which makes sense, because that's where they live. That's the only yeah. good thing they have. So. Yeah. <laughs> Their god oh, must yeah. live there. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron is accusing him of praying to the wolf gods now, and fiances Ned Stark prayed to a tree. So, no, actually, I didn't like that. <laughs> the fool. Yeah. Yeah. This guy likes trees. This motherfucker playing the trees. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes, uh, Aaron makes Theon do a little ironborn religious ritual where he has to kneel down and get salt water poured on him. Mm. He literally gets dunked on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, oh, ah, that, that stings. Don't cry. Don't yeah, cry. somehow <laughs> he's like bowing his head, but it's still getting in his mm. eyes. I don't really understand Does he that. Not close his- yeah, does he not close them? Does he not close his eyes? You have to keep them open. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you have maybe, to be able to maybe see. Maybe that's you the. Stay woke, dude. Like, I wouldn't put it past the Ironborn that that's like custom that you need to leave your eyes open when when you get that in salt water. Yeah. In salt water, yeah. Well, it actually it actually makes your eyes better. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it hurts because it's helping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pain we, we is. We learned that from Mirumasdur, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be just clearing up their eye infections, so it's probably oh, it's probably great. So conjunctivized. Exactly. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go after this recording and put some salt water into my eyes. That sounds great. <laughs> Please yeah. do. I'm gonna get an Eddie potty and just pour them <laughs> into my eyes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you have to remember the words, which are "What is dead may never die." Theon passes his test, mm. and we learn the special words, and then. Aaron says, okay, I will take you to Pike now. But he's very recalcitrant about telling Theon anything, basically. But Theon's like, you know, is anything different in the islands? And Aaron says, uh, people still fish and die, so no. <laughs> <laughs> and Theon is, eventually he asks enough questions where he's like, this guy sucks to talk to, so we're just gonna ride in silence the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he actually, he he almost understands a metaphor where he, <laughs> yeah. he hears the name of Ash's boat. His, Ash is his older sister, and her boat is called the Black Wind. And 
And Theon thinks to himself, ah, Rob Stark has a wolf named Greywind. Stark is gray, and Greyjoy is black. But it seems wow. they're both windy. <laughs> I love that he says this out loud. He says it out loud, and Aaron says nothing. He's not interested. Aaron's just like, what the fuck is this idiot talking about? Like, yeah. yeah. He doesn't know the wolf's name. He doesn't know what that means. <laughs> But this reminded me of, of like in Disco Elysium when you say out something super outlandish and Kim is just gonna ignore you. Like this, this was just yeah. like that. So I don't, I'm not gonna ask. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, uh, we also, you forgot to mention that there's a bunch of long ships that are. Oh, yeah. See, on, oh, yeah. And the guy gets there, he's like, oh, a lot of boats here. That usually means something is going on. But my, my uncle Euron's boat is not here. So hmm. that's good. Hmm. Urine is not here, yeah. So I don't know who that is, but out. probably not important. So then Theon asks Aaron, like, why are the boats here? And Aaron says, uh, your dad says I'm not allowed to tell anyone. And Theon gets so fucking pissed. He's like, <laughs> I'm the heir. How dare you not tell me? And Aaron says, hmm, but are you the heir? We'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Aaron says, uh, Asha's still alive, so maybe she's the heir, dude. Theon is just like he blue screens at this, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what? But she doesn't I mean, have a she, penis. Yeah, she's older than me, but women, no. no. Theon, Theon has been drinking the opposite of respect women. Theon has never respected a woman in his life. <laughs> yeah, so... he's a respected cat. Yeah, only cat. Kind of. Absolutely not. I mean, like, basically, <laughs> just a couple of times in like superficial ways, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Only because he's horny. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's only he only fucked the like captain's daughter because he was compensating for cat. I think it's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Some people seduce a random woman to cope, and then yeah, <laughs> and then leave her to be abused by her father. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Um gonna skip all of Theon's inner monologue for a little bit just because I don't think it's relevant but they they get to uh Pike basically and Theon is just abandoned by his uncle instantly Aaron's like he only told me to bring you so I'm leaving I gotta go back to the ocean dude I wanna say that like Aaron gets one good line in all of this and that's uh, a man agrees with God is a raindrop uh with the storm oh yeah that was that, pretty think, funny that, that was a good line I want to imagine Aaron being like, I'm done here, yeah. I've done what I was told to do, and then just like jumping into the air like a dolphin and making dolphin noises <laughs> and then jumping into the ocean. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. But Theon gets I'm to free. his castle and he's, oh, I haven't been here since I was 10 years old. But it turns out that all the servants are different because they all died or left. And Theon's like, oh, mm-hmm. nobody knows me. They don't think that I'm cool. Like, I had hoped that they oh. would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they take him to a room, and he's oh, this isn't the room that I lived in as a kid. This room sucks. The the bed is shitty, <laughs> and it's turning out that <laughs> everything uh, is so moist. Everything is not as he had hoped it would be. It turns out, and then Theon puts on a very fancy outfit. <laughs> he's he's gotta be dressing to meet his dad. And this patch he... so much. Yeah, it's like two huge paragraphs about his outfit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very American Psycho. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Yeah. Huh. And then, it do yeah. be like that, huh? So I guess the the Greyjoy castle is on three different islands, basically. 
and there's yeah. dangerous bridges connecting them. Is that mm. correct? That's my understanding. Yeah. So Theon takes a scary bridge across, and he thinks mm. to himself, oh, when I was a baby, I would run across this bridge, but now I feel like I want to puke mm. just being on it. <laughs> Didn't they say it used to all be one castle, and then there was like an earthquake or something, and it shattered? Like the rock under it is is basically eroding, and like it's described as if like one of the towers could just fall into the sea at any moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty good castle, dude. We can we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, but Theon gets to his father's chamber basically, and. He thinks to himself, oh, my dad looks shittier than he used to, too. But he still looks very scary. <laughs> He's like, oh, he looks smaller than when I was ten. How mm. weird. He looks like the cozy, like, feels guy or whatever that's in a blanket, but it's, like, seal skins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And also he's a jackass, like, bitter old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Theon does mention how old they all are, mm. like every other sentence. He's like, wow, they'll probably hate this because they're mm. old and I hate them. They probably won't like this because they're old. They might be afraid because, you know, they're fucking old. Old people hate mm. doing things. I mean, how old is Balon, really? I think like early 50s, um, maybe? Yeah, probably. That sounds I mean, if, right the, right if Theon's yeah. 20, like, yeah. Son. Yeah. And yeah. He had, like, yeah, but this four, is, once again, like. That. This is this is just like the Hoster and like Brynden thing we talked about. How like Balon is like in his fifties, but like he's such a he has so many bad vibes going yeah. on that it ages him like another thirty years probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting in this in this shitty windy damp cast and yeah. is getting pickled alive. So basically, yeah. So Theon says, "I have a letter from Rob Stark for yeah. you, Dad." And uh, Balon Greyjoy, <laughs> Theon's dad, says. Why are you dressed like that, you fucking dumbass? And he you gives dress a like a girl. Were you a, a little daughter of a little Stark daughter? And Theon is blush embarrassed, and he says, "Oh, I'll, I'll change my clothes if you want, Dad." And then he also gives us an, a lesson on the Iron Price, which the Ironborn love, which is blood, basically. If you if you kill a guy with a cool outfit, you're allowed to wear it, but you cannot buy an outfit. For that is a great shame. He gets scolded for capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are anarchists here. Ironborn cut your fucking rules. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the most destructive society possible. Mm. Like, it's completely unsustainable yeah. and requires that every other society exists so you can steal from them. It's so, so yeah. stupid. <laughs> listen, we do not sew. Yeah. We don't sew. It's not, beca- it's not because we can't, because nothing grows on our shitty island. We, we choose to not sew anything. Yeah, this it's is our my choice. choice to not yeah. sew. <laughs> and also, it's actually cool that living here is so hard. It makes us better. A hard land for hard people, you know? Balon Greyjoy not sewing. Haha, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Greyjoy not reaping. Oh shit, this sucks. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, Balon takes uh, Theon wearing a necklace to mean that he is a Stark now, and he is not an Ironborn anymore, and he is a terrible heir, and he's a shitty little boy, and he hates him so much. And Theon <laughs> says, no, 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 um, I'm not Rob's little puppy. I'm actually here with my plan. It was my idea, and Rob just thought it was mm-hmm. good. So think about that, Dad. And the plan is 
uh, we will go and attack Casterly Rock because the Lannisters aren't looking. <laughs> so we will get Clasterly Rock, and no one has ever gotten it, and that yep. would be pretty epic, don't you think, Dad? And all I ask is that you would make me Lord of Casterly Rock, and I would yeah. get all the millions of millions of gold that they get every day for having such a good mm. place. And <laughs> Balon is just like, are you fucking stupid? This is the worst thing I've ever heard. One, I can be king all by myself. I don't need Baby Rob to make me king. Uh, two, attacking Casterly Rock is a stupid idea and we'll lose. Uh, three, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and Balon basically just burns the letter and says, I'm not a fool. I'll be king on my own. And you will not be in charge of anything. <laughs> mm. He he ends it with like, oh, I don't want to take Lannisport. I have a different hunger. And Theon says, ah, I know. And I don't know, so I can't tell you what he means. <laughs> But that's the end of the chapter. I think it's just the north. Does he mean the arbor? No, the north. No, the north. Oh, the north. Just the north, Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Because then, they, obviously, they used to have Harrenhal and all that area, and so they want that back. God, they're I mean, so Harrenhal is stupid. very far south. Oh, yeah, right? okay, fine. They're so well, stupid. Fine. Attacking the north is so stupid. Yeah. You don't get shit from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to conquer the, the north by sea. I mean, it's like, so, yeah, he says, like, oh, we might be able to take Lannisport and Casterly Rock, but we'd never be able to hold it. And then he never, he doesn't think of the same thing for the North, which is infinitely harder to occupy because it's, like, a huge open... uh, he, he he's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, they mainly they do mainly go for coastal mm. towns, don't they? When they yeah, well, that's all they can reach. It. They're trying to yeah. yeah, exactly. They're just trying to get all the coastal towns for some reason. I don't know what his plan was because he they take sorry. All right, never mind. This is spoilers. Fuck. Never yeah, mind. I really want to talk about the spoilers, but well, yeah, we should talk about if we have anything else to say about Theon first, and then we can go to spoilers. Uh, it's... It's good. Theon is the worst. Theon is posting cringe for me. I no, but I yeah. do like this because up to this point, like in in the entire first book, we were like supposed to at least kind of like all oh, the characters, like even Tyrion was mm. not as shitty as he's gonna get. And then like you know the first new POV we get is Davos, who we're also supposed to like, and this is the first time we get someone who we're supposed to think is an absolute shithead. And we're gonna live in his thoughts. I think it kind of rules. I think it's definitely yeah, fun it's to hate Theon, but yeah. you do hate <laughs> Theon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's super interesting to read. He's got all kinds of brain poisoning. Yeah. Like, yes. when he's recounting the history, he's talking about how, like, you know, we used to have the old way and it mm. was awesome. And then, but then Aegon the dragon came and he burnt the fuck out of Harrenhal. And gave the river la- riverlands back to the weakling rivermen. <laughs> like, bro, you were just fighting. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a fascist thing going on with the farming and the cattle. He yeah. thinks weakling rivermen in the same like par- you know chapter as praising Brendan Tully mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh, I- I'm badass. I rode with Brendan Tully." Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> he's he's <laughs> riverlord. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine when he thinks those things about the Riverlords, I imagine it's almost verbatim, like what people exactly. like, yeah. used to tell him. So, exactly. Yeah. It, but it's just like he doesn't. These things don't connect in his brain. Yeah. yeah, because he has one brain cell. Theon the the like. will be like, the old ways are epic, and then forget half of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. But he's, he is kind of in a fucked up position, like, to start from, because he's from this, he's from the stupidest culture in Westeros. Mm. But then he was also, like, a hostage for half of his life, like, his, you know, his mm-hmm. the second, entire second half of his life. And he was a hostage of someone who was, like, a much better person otherwise than his real dad. But still, like, kept him as a hostage and was caught oh, to yeah. him. And everyone was caught to him except Rob because... Yeah, that's cute he where he's like, I reason. hated all those stupid Starks. Well, maybe I like Rob a little, but yeah. we don't to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be talking about it's also, that. It's also very funny that he's like, ah, oh, they were not nice to me and it sucked. I was a hostage and I had no respect. Mm. But he's also got all these fancy clothes mm. and he's like yeah. being a shithead on this boat. And he's like so much, he's got so much privilege as like this fancy rich boy yeah. than like most of the people he's talking to. He's better dressed than any other <laughs> ironborn in the world. Mm. Except you're like says well, yeah. I like how he says that John got more honor than him, and John has definitely said in his chapters that Theon gets more honor than him. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like when he says that um John is like surly and um grumpy and it's like, yeah, maybe to you, Theon. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny how he like yeah, he's also talks about like he went to Seaguard with the Malisters. Yeah, he had made a cool and, like, friend yes. named Patrick. 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 Yeah. My Patrick. friend Patrick, Patrick. introduced me to a hot lady. We had so yeah. much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he first starts off yeah. thinking, like, uh, that guy was fine, I guess. But then he goes on to tell, like, how he had such a great time with him over and over again. <laughs> and it's like, this guy just can't, like, I don't know. He just, like, thinks he's too cool for friends or something. He says, please, 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 men be my friend. Please. Yeah. A brother, yes. a father, anyone, please. <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, incredibly insecure, and so that comes out in yeah. all of his, like, shithead behavior and wanting people to like him, but maybe, probably they don't like him, but also he has to sleep with all these women, which he never seems to enjoy that much, so he can, like, say in his thoughts, I'm a man now, I've done this and this, also I've bedded so many women, I'm a man <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, totally, he's like, yeah. why does my dad still treat me as a child? Doesn't he know how much I fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yes, literally, he literally says that in his head. And meanwhile, like, he's trying to plead, he's like, doesn't stand up for himself at all until finally, like, his dad hits him, and then he just calls him an idiot, like, fool. And he's like, Mm. and that's finally when he gets, like, a modicum of respect from his dad when he talked back. He could have, like, from the start, just had any kind of, if he wasn't so insecure and, like, because his father's like, why are you dressed like that? And he's like, Oh, if you don't like my clothes, I'll change them. Don't worry. It's like yeah. just just say fuck you. I'm like, like this because it's fucking that. cool. I'm fucking dressing. Are you jealous? Yeah, Are yeah. you mad of the fit? <laughs> and his dad like pulls his necklace off, and it's like that's your necklace, dude. Get that back. Yeah, yeah. Punch your dad in the face and take it back, and now you paid the iron price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Epic, dude. Hell yeah. But this is this is George's trick, right? Because the entire chapter we hate this guy. And then at the end, like, I, I I feel bad for him in this scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as I said before the recording, like, Theon gets owned constantly, but mostly by people that are even worse than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Theon has the classic uh, Song of Ice and Fire daddy issues, but he also has cool brother issues. <laughs> yeah. There's this line where uh, Greyjoys are not murdered in Pike, except once in a great while by their brothers, and all mm-hmm. his brothers are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
Well, he talks about like how ups- like how sad is his dad is like, oh, they murdered yeah. your brothers and and he's thinking about how much he hated them. He's like, wow, yeah, but they yeah, were Yeah, all his memories of his brothers are his brothers just beating him up so bad. Which is just a great joy thing is that all their brothers are just mm. fucking horrible to each other and like, yeah. Everyone yeah, on this island like is like, just yeah. miserable. Yeah. I feel like the brothers are mean to each other because maybe part one, because the drowned god doesn't care about killing your brother that much, which is kind of what stops yeah. everyone from doing it in Westeros. And then, yeah. Well, yeah. No, there, there are, there is like a, no, Ironborn should, should like fight other Ironborn thing in, in the religion. Oh. It doesn't stop them though. <laughs> Yeah, he he says that it happens every once in a while that like brothers will kill each other for the for the lordship or whatever. But that's like he said it was pretty rare. Yeah, when you look at like his dad and his brothers, they're all insane. <laughs> they're yeah. I mean, yeah, but they aren't killing each other. Well, I some mean, of, some well, of them are not okay. alive. So some of them possibly may have been involved in the killing of other ones. That's spoilers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. The the Ironborn, pretty interesting folks. They're uh, we'll probably get into it way later, but they they're a lot more complicated than some people think. That like the old way is like you know a pretty pretty interesting like fucked up form. It's basically like fascism, but it's like yes. It's this very, um, I don't know, it's very interesting, but it's not, it's not, like, so black and white as, like, some of the fandom perceives the Ironborn, that, like, they've had a lot of cycles of, like, the old way versus the new way, and, like, like, even with Balon's father, Quellon, he was, like, a cool dude. He was, like, seemed really cool by pretty much all accounts, but Balon, I think, had, like, kind of a similar thing to Tywin, even though his father wasn't a bad ruler, it was just, like, he... he soft. Yeah, he, like, swung the other way. Mm. All right. Do we have any more Theon notes? I just want to say that I, I, I like that uh, everything about, the, like, the description of, of uh, whatever he sees again is totally shitty. Like, the pike is basically <laughs> close to collapsing, as it seems, and, uh, like, Lordspot looks better after the war than it did before, and uh, it's it's mentioned that they... they don't even mine any precious metals, just like raw iron and and very low mm-hmm. quality stuff. They they try to like grow crops on on soil that's totally not suitable for it. But at no point, uh, Theon seems to be disappointed by it. He's always like rationalizing it that oh, like others did, did this to us, and like like we will we will go back to the to the old way, and then everything like the the former glory will be restored. Like when he when he gets to like what's the lord's 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 port or what's the lord's port mm-hmm. yeah yeah he like looks at how it's oh the it didn't recover well from the war and he just kind of ignores that it's like like his father started a stupid rebellion like oh, it's like the the new inn is is better than the one before and they okay they just <laughs> didn't bother with like uh, rebuilding the sept <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah fuck the seven. Yeah, I wanted to point that out too, that like, not that exactly, but like, Theon's thinking about, yeah, how these old lords, like, they forgive, you know, they forget little and forgive less, and they, 
Mm. You know, they hold their old grudges, mm. and everyone on the Iron Islands is like a bitter old person mm. that lives in the past, and they grumble to each other yeah. about <laughs> whose life is worse, and yeah. they all suck and, like, have these shitty lives. And he, like, sees that, but his his answer to it is like, I'm going to be cooler than that yeah. and like, and i'm gonna be the true badass we that just, they're trying to be instead of yeah, we, we just have to go harder like not poison. do something different we have to yeah. really buy into it yeah. yeah yeah i think he's exactly he's kind of like Tyrion in that regard because his Tyrion is also like mm. someone who sees things and then he's gonna say this does not apply to me <laughs> uh but I like it. I enjoy it more when it's in a Theon chapter because uh, it feels like it was done more. Um, I don't know because it's more extreme. I guess with Theon, I think it works better. And because because Theon doesn't make witty lines. He when he tries to make a witty line, it's, it's gonna come out like shit. <laughs> when he tries to make a witty line, it comes out like seems we're both windy. <laughs> 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 oh, you'll get there, Theon. Dragon, yeah. I kind of okay. I have something that sort of relates to that, which is uh, in the last chapter we had like Davos and Stannis going over the letter and being like, "Oh, we need to change this one word and this one word," and it seems a little silly. But now Balon reads Rob's letter and he says, "Oh, he's giving me a crown? Fuck no!" Mm. Yeah. And says, "Oh, it's just a poor choice of words. You know what's meant." And then no, what is meant is what is said. And that, like, I feel like that yeah. one word kind of fucks everything over. If he had worded this letter better, I think it could have worked. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it would have worked, but it would have been a better chance. And but yeah, Balon is, uh, yeah, he's uh, he seemed to like, even though Robert was like technically the you know the guy in charge of putting down his first rebellion, it seems mm. like he's placed most of his uh, his like grudge shit onto ned and the starks maybe because i imagine that's because they took theon like they're the ones who have him so that's the most obvious connection between them i suppose yeah i think that makes sense because that's like the only way that he would let himself grieve about losing his son is like he wouldn't he because he's an idiot and doesn't Mm. he's not emotionally intelligent at all (laughs) like wouldn't know any other way except to like hate his captors all the more instead of just like realizing how much he fucked up and how much he's an idiot and like he also he also seems to hate theon for like oh yeah being away for 10 years though it wasn't his fault (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i just have one very quick thing which is that when theon crosses the bridge he thinks about how when he was a boy he used to run across it Mm -hmm. but Mm. that when you're an adult you're aware of the danger and the things Mm. that can happen and i think that's kind of a metaphor for a lot of theon's like feelings on returning home yeah he just doesn't realize that he's still in the baby section of his life (laughs) yeah yeah i just find it find it interesting that he's like still buying so much into the import culture despite being away for 10 years and for like he's just like glorified it in his mind it's like something formative years but but like if he's like if he idolized it in in his mind like then he should be i think disappointed by what he's seeing now but somehow he's rationalizing it yeah he's just been holding he pretend, it for he so long. pretends to not see it he will he will not be seeing it 
I mean, he sees it. He like looks around and he's like, everything's so shitty. Mm-hmm. But it's just because I haven't fixed everything yet. Yeah. Once I fix everything, yeah. it'll be epic. Yeah, he looks at his dad and he's like, man, that's a skinny mm. man. <laughs> Damn, a tiny father. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this man has got nothing. A short, no substance to a him. A short king. <laughs> okay, is it spoiler time? Yeah. Yep. I think it's spoiler time. Spoiler time. Spoiler time. You are now entering the spoiler zone. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsored by MeUndies. No! Every day when I'm going about podcasting, I'm like, wow, I would love to wear some comfortable underwear. No. Yes, yes that was very good. Yes. Leave it in. <laughs> Sponsored by MeUndies, Westeros' premier underwear service. Don't pay the iron price for them. <laughs> you don't have to pay the iron Some people price would say, you have <laughs> we appreciate gold. If you pay the iron price for them, then you'd have to get... Like, uh, you'd have to wash them really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do the Ironborn, like, have to pay the iron price for underwear? <laughs> no, they everyone who hasn't joy. killed anyone just running mm. around with their dicks out? Do you think Do you think if they see someone with, like, a really cool shirt that they really want to have, they have special techniques to kill the dude without, like, damaging the shirt? <laughs> Ruining the shirt. <laughs> Well, that, then you would just drown him. Think about that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Washing service. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What spoilers do we have to talk about? I'd like to talk about this gargoyle that Davos keeps touching. <laughs> What's that about? Does this mean Just anything? one of Crescent's friends. Oh, my God. <laughs> does Crescent live in that gargoyle now? Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, he probably does. Every time Davos touches it and says luck, Crescent's just like, no, no luck. Not for you. <laughs> Mr. Davos, you could have saved me. I gave you all the clues. <laughs> Dude, Davos did have all the clues, though. He's like, oh, I, I he really did. was poisoning her, and I just let it happen. No. Yeah, he's like the only one who saw him put it in the yeah. car. So. Everyone's like, wow, Crescent just fucking died. She, she killed him with her mind attack. She used a psychic blast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, everyone's like... Wow, cool, dying, and Davos <laughs> is like, this is murder. <laughs> this was just, yeah. Well, he he self murdered. Davos yeah. like understands the whole thing somehow. He's like, oh, he had to poison himself to poison her. Yeah, it's funny it that like in, he gave his life to kill her and it didn't work. In his chapter, not not once thinks about how uh, Marisandre is immune to poison. He thinks that, like, she shielded herself somehow. There's, like, a line of that. Like, her god okay. shielded yeah. her from the poison or something. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't go, wow, hot, like Crescent did. Um, <laughs> that I noticed. Yeah, but... No. Hello. It's spoiler time. You know, the the famous catchphrase of the thing. It's spoiler time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's talk spoiler about time, come get all it. these okay. gods and what they mean. Because I feel like they might mean something. Yeah, what you what you all what do you see in these chapters? I'm interested. I feel like they're the Starks, right? Who? Mm-hmm. The okay, so there's this this passage about the god statues while they're burning, and it says it says you know the maiden lay athwart the warrior, the mother seemed to shudder as flames came licking up her face. 
the father was on the bottom, the first to fall. That's what made me think that maybe they were Starks, because Ned died first. And then the mother would be Catelyn, and then the warrior would be Rob, and maybe the maiden is... I don't know. I'm still thinking about that part. <laughs> well, the maiden the maiden would be Sansa, the stranger would be Arya, and the smith would probably be Bran. Alright, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's... Who else? Rickon. Who's Rickon? I don't know who the crone would be. Hmm. I guess the Lady Stoneheart, maybe? But she's kind of more strangery. Old man. Old she's man. The <laughs> I, I've never thought of that before. I do, like I said before, these are symbolic of the old, the old gods and the weirwoods mm-hmm. because they're the like masts of but ships. But Starks are pretty old god weirwoody, mm. if you think about it. Yeah. I think that maybe maybe a brain could also be the crone as like the, the ancient wisdom. Ooh. Um and maybe And then Rickon is no. the stranger? Or no, Rickon's, stranger? Rickon is the mm, could be the builder because he's then the, the Stark A are no, rebuilding Brian the house the in the end. Or John is the builder well, yeah, because Brian, he's at the Brian wall. Is definitely the, smith. the builder is the smith, right? I don't Yeah. 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 I don't think that I don't think that John would count in this because mm. they're, oh, they're seven Stark yeah. like main family. That's true. Um, but I, yeah, the crown mother thing I don't know. And Rickon is kind of like devoid of. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of symbolism besides just being like a wild boy. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's not much going on with him. Yeah, I that's kind of why I was trying to put Robin instead. But Rickon is definitely a real Stark. He just doesn't do anything yet. Wins a winner 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's he's the stranger because he's has this like very wild yeah. I think song side and I mean like going to it, a strange land and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of in the unknown. Plus, like the stranger is said to be like more animal than man, and Rickon is definitely that. Mm. Mm. I think that's so, yeah, that might be something. That sounds very good to me. Well, then who would Arya be? She's no one. <laughs> I use the crone because she disguises herself as a crone at one point. Um, does she? Just, I don't which know. One, which one like ushers you into death? Because if that's the crone, then Arya would be that. Well, the stranger is like the death god, and then yeah. uh, the crone opens the door to death. And and there's a big door mm. at the house of black and white. Mm-hmm. So Arya is crone. Oh. Is crone. Arya crone. The, yeah, they're definitely similar. It is very funny that Arya would open the door for Rickon. Feels right to me. I think that's my best way to assign them. Would be, yeah, Sansa Maiden, Rob Warrior, Mom and Dad, and then Stranger, Rickon, Crone, Arya, Builder Bran, or Smith Bran. I think that's the best way to do it. I don't know that it works perfectly, but it's interesting that it kind of works. Yeah, I would have to think of, like, uh, try to, like... Because the seven... I've said before, like, symbolic of the others, generally. And obviously the Starks have those, the connections to the others. I'd have to see where that goes, I guess, before I'd say yay or nay. We just have to, to post it to Reddit and see what But I'm, like, kind think. of... I'm kind of bothered by, like, if we look at look at them that way. They're kind of bothered by how, like, all the Starks map on to the Seven Gods, okay? But it would be, like, not counting John, but counting uh, Ned and Cat. But then on the other hand, when we look at... But then on the other hand, like, when there's, like, the six direwolf pups at the beginning, then that's, like, all the, the five kids and John. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the one was like a part. Mm. I have a myth thing. Oh, go Chaz. I love it when you have a myth thing. I have two. <laughs> this one, this first one, I don't think is anything, but I also do think it's something. Mm. Which is where, which is the grapes, which is where he <laughs> offers Davos two grapes, Salador Sanders. And then that's the two moons. Mm-hmm. And then he crushes one of the grapes with his fingers mm. just before he talks about the Nissa Nissa mm-hmm. story. So that's the moon exploding. Yes. No, that's real to that's me. It's real. That's confirmed. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> you seem doubtful, but I'm convinced. Okay, write down grape in your list of things that moon is also. So moon, <laughs> yeah. egg, fruit. Everything that's like kind of round can be moon. And then grapes have seeds in, which are the comets that came out of <laughs> the moon. Mm-hmm. Or the uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And also, the, and the, second the is... grapes give him a hunger, which causes him to have to go to Valyria. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if Wait. moon is egg, then like if you know hunger, hungry for the moon, hungry for a <laughs> for a nice hard boiled egg, <laughs> an egg snack. Yeah. Uh, who's hung? Who's hungry for the moon? Wolf. Hungry like mm-hmm. the wolf. Yeah. Hungry like the wolf. <laughs> and they howl at the moon. Yeah. So confirmed. It's confirmed. Um, and the second is the thing about Pike or the castle on Pike or something breaking apart after some sort of natural disaster, which sounds like moon meteors to yeah, me. It's or the, it's like the hell arm yeah. and the fingers or whatever. What is it? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, so. yeah. So the funny thing about Pike is that nobody remembers who built it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> It's so fucking old that nobody knows, like, uh, where it came from. And it also displays the uh, round tower-like construction style that the maesters claim that the first men didn't know how to do. But there's certain old castles that display it that, like, predate Mm. when they thought the knowledge happened. So, like, yeah, there's a whole lot I could go into that, like, I think that... We'll definitely get into it whenever we get to a feast, whenever Aaron tells us all about the Grey King and stuff. But I think that Pike was, uh, and like the Iron Islands were like colonized by people from the Great Empire of the Dawn, kind of like Old Town. And ah. uh, Are they like from from like the, the West that uh, is kind of unknown or like geographically it would work, right? And I think Euron is also set to... Or claims to like have sailed to the sea west that is kind of nobody knows what's there. I forget if he says that. He says he's been to. He says a a lot of bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. I think he basically claims to have sailed the whole world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that like it it doesn't need to be that the case that if you just sail west you'll run into a shy from the Iron Islands, but because. while the land bridge of the Arm of Dorne was, like, there, if you were to just sail all along the southern coast of Essos and, and Westeros, then you would just keep going, and then you would pretty much... You would see a bunch of desert shit in Dorne, and then the first place that would be nice to land would be Old Town, mm. and then if you kept going, you would go to the Iron Islands, basically. So, it's, like, feasible. Yeah, you can just go to a shy, so... Yeah. <laughs> you can just go there. You can just go there. <laughs> And as they say in a shy, you can just go to the Iron Islands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like one of the one of the like early thoughts when I read the Davos chapter, and then I completely forgot through the entire discussion, was that I I was imagining like like a fun like this never this is never gonna happen, but I would really love to see a fun buddy comedy with Melisandre and Miriam Asdur in a shy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I bet they knew like each a, other. A, That's a, so a fun. Scene comedy when they go to university together. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They're both like hot young ladies. With Maester, like... Maester Marwin, like yeah, Marwin's yeah. there. It's a love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best shit ever. George, get on it. <laughs> Fuck wins the winner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Duncan Egg. I want to see this. We need Miriam Mel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Iron Islands have all kinds of. Azor High and, and Green Seer stuff going on. We're like, we'll get the Green Seer stuff more later with the Grey King. But the, yeah, the island itself, it's like the castle was built on this like sword of land that stabbed into the ocean. Like, then yeah. that's what they built the castle on. But then it broke into three pieces. And that's so it's like the sword that was, you know, quenched in water in the Lightbringer story <gasps> that broke. And the threes reoccurring. The curtain wall at the front of it is uh, like a crescent, and it's this dark stone that. Uh, so the whole thing is kind of like a. It's kind of a conjunction of like a the fire moon, like the black moon, and the and the sword that like broke. And um, the other thing is that the colors on it are the bottom is all white from sea spray. The middle yeah. is all green from lichen and the top is black from the smoke from the fires oh so like the three magics yeah exactly so oh, in, like in danny's dragons oh yeah oh i get it now wait like danny's dragons holy shit yeah mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. oh man you see i'm concerned because this makes too much sense to me so <laughs> we're in danger of understanding things I know, this is no Battlefield 90 degrees um, <laughs> stuff, just, this just makes sense. The colors match up. Whenever, I'm gonna, I mean, it's gonna be three years till we get to it, so maybe we'll forget by then, but uh, I'm gonna spoil, like, Danny. whenever she is riding around on Drogon over the Dothraki Sea, she, sa- she sees, like, different rocks that have been, that Drogon's, like, landed on and blasted them in fire, so they all look black, so it's like... And she, I don't know, the way she describes it, the colors reoccur, the green, white, and black, they're described like the Ion Islands, like a bunch of, some like gray rocks strewn across um, the green sea. It's like oh, the shit. exact same imagery. So that's something to make you think of dragon lords coming to the Iron Islands. And there's also the, uh, in Theon's memory of uh, how Pike looked uh, last time he saw it, he was talking about the how the, like, fucked-up, broken ships look like beached leviathans on the shore before. Um, I think some of the ruins of them might even still be there whenever they're coming up. Mm-hmm. But, he, yeah, he's... These, like, the ships, because they're, like, weirwoods, and they're also, like, the meteors, they're, they're like, the sea dragon corpses that, you know, land on the earth. Yeah, whenever we're learning anything about Iron Islands and Pike, it's always like it feels like it's just just on the cusp of becoming <laughs> like a Cthulhu story, and I'm always really nervous that it's about to be. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh yeah. fuck, a tentacle is gonna come. I just know it because everything mm-hmm. is like spooky and foreboding enough that something could happen, but not quite enough that it does. I mean, I think it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might get there. Euron yeah. is in town. <laughs> He's not in town yet, though. Squid, Squid oh, Man no, is not here. Yeah, it's gonna take a while until we meet him. Yeah. 
Do you think there's any metaphor of squids and spiders? Because they're both kind of lots of legs. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, this is getting think, confusing. Because uh... like, if 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 a squid was an octopus, as I thought, it had <laughs> it would like neatly fit with the spider. Spider has eight legs. Octopus has eight tentacles. Eight is even in the mm. name. So that's like mm-hmm. beautiful, perfect number symbolism. It is now a number. It is a number, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, about squids squid. have it is one, one of the numbers. Eight, eight legs, you say. Squids have eight arms and Seven two tentacles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um. What the hell were we talking about? If, if, if a squid is a spider. Or a yeah. squid is a weirwood. Um, yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it. Yay! <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we I'm did it. to think there's no real, real science behind this. You can just say, under the sea, spiders have ten legs. And it mm-hmm. fits. Oh. Mm-hmm. Under the sea, the octopus and squid is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, Under the sea, the octopus juggles. This mm-hmm. I know. I do like the the patch face and Aaron reverse. Maybe they just like swapped brains down there or something. <laughs> yeah, <Ooh>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Aaron is so funny now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what you don't know yeah, is kind of funny. Yeah, Patchface, when he had all his brain, he was actually, you know, harboring a, a deep secret of hating everyone. Uh-huh. The thing about um, Aaron, this is actually just an extended bit that he's disappointed no one's got yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very deadpan clown. Yeah, he saw Stannis' dry humor and he said, you are like a baby, watch this. Yeah, I do think Aaron is like actually going to get very funny in, in Feast. They're mostly not on. I'm about on, to be hilarious. Purpose, <laughs> like not like he's trying to be funny, but it's very funny to read his thoughts and, like one of the funniest. Like I, I actually, I think I actually laughed out loud at the part where the all the fucking Ironborn are chanting along King Damper. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm not running. <laughs> <laughs> he just laughing so much. He said he asked them like, "Who will be king?" And they're like, uh, "You, you're the, one the talking. guy talking." Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, please no, try don't. again. It's multiple choice, <laughs> yeah. and there's only two choices." And there's actually, it's yeah, it's also great because he's. I guess we will get there in three years, but like, he really wants everyone to agree with him that Victorian needs to be king, but like, no one really does. Yeah, it's a very Melanstanis situation. Like, yeah. hey, I'm a cool religious person, and here's the cool king, and everyone's like, mm, I don't know, dude. It is funny. It's funny that here he's like supportive of Asher, kind of, and yet later on he's like, no woman can be ruler of Pike. I think he's just like, she'd be better than Theon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is he wrong? <laughs> no. No. In this case, Anyone you must would. hand it to him. There's also they talk about like, yeah. There's a lot of talk about how. During Balon's rebellion, it ended by uh, Robert coming and storming Pike, and that's like... Oh, he's a green man. He's like, I mean, he's like the storm god. He's he's playing like Azora High, oh, b- breaking the... It's like a... Fine, fine. He's replaying the... Well, I mean, <laughs> Azora High, like, puts on the imagery of the green right, man, right. so... 
that's the distinction is that he's like he pretends to be he like you know steals the green man's powers so it's not wrong to say he's a green man but he's what if you stealing smoked a lot of the green stuff and then became <laughs> azora hi <laughs> damn azora hi be stealing my green stuff <laughs> uh but he's showing us the like there's a bunch of there's thunder that um whenever Fian says he could still remember the thunder of the like wall breaking whenever they came through. That's showing us like thunder and the lightning bolt as a symbol of the sword hitting the moon and the like storm king storm god is the one who throws it. So do you think the storm god and the drowned god are enemies? I it's hard to say. So the the drowned god Without getting into it too much, I think it's like a natural evolution just through culture and stuff, the like deification of the Grey King. I think he just turned into a god throughout the years because they do a lot of the same things. And so like in this Aaron talks about how like the comet is a burning brand like the fire that the drowned god brought out of the sea. And um the Grey King was, like, he was said to have, like, killed a sea dragon and stolen its fire. So, which is, I think it's just a, a metaphor for pulling a moon meteor out of the ocean and making a sword out of it that might catch on fire. But, uh, kind of like in the show, whenever the others did that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Okay, next question are the Drowned God and the Storm God old gods? Or is that something else? No, I think... Let me clarify. So I think that the Grey King, like, might have gotten merged with um, existing, like, watery-based religion that we kind of see with the Tullys, where the, the Tullys are, like, their funeral rites. They, like, send you out on a ship, and then they set it on fire, and then you sink, and it's like a water burial that you just, like, join the... You go down to the watery, fishy halls. Mm-hmm. It's like the same language as the Drowned King's halls, or Drowned God's watery halls for the afterlife. So I think this is like a religion that the first men, or some of them, had before they took the old gods. And then the and the Great King, basically, like, first men had this watery shit, and then the Great King, who was like a great empire, the Don guy, came... And he just got, like, kind of grafted into it, where, like, and they interpreted his actions through that le- those lenses, and he became the drowned god, and then, like, but I also think that the storm god is basically him, too. Oh. Like, I, like we just said about, you know, Azor Ahai becomes the green man, he's, like, he's both the storm god, because he's, like, Robert, but he's also the ocean man, which is the green man, because of the green sea stuff, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that does make sense. Okay, outro music, ocean man. Ocean man. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't really think that the drowned god exists. Like, I think the drowned god exists in the same way that lore might exist, where it's, like, just the... If there is something that exists like that, it's just the fucking... It's just, like, a Zorahai that's still in the weirwood net something like that and if not then it's just like the powers of the natural world or something because i mean the drowned god and the storm god are just personifications of the you know the natural phenomena so you say yeah i don't really think that they okay what what gods are real 
Tell me now. Which ones? <laughs> I think just the old gods. Hmm. Hmm. But I, I think that the, there's, like, two old gods, though. There's, like, the old gods that are now the others, I think, and then the old gods that are, like, all the human greens, like, all the ones after that first split happened, after the tree gets set on fire. Okay, well, neither of those are gods, either. No, not really. So they're not real. I mean, they're real. They're there. But they're not, like... Like, I don't think that there's any original gods. I think there's just, like, beings that have attained into big power and or whatever. I don't know. Fine. Like, I think it's that's, like... That's, like, the old one's idea of, the like, Eldritch Horror, that, like, these things have, like... I mean, I guess that's not all of them. Okay, so if an Eldritch Horror comes, you're gonna say, eh, not a real god. If an Eldritch Horror comes out and says, I'm the drowned god, you'll be like, eh. I mean, what does god mean, you know? I mean, if it shows up, but, like, I think that what it's just gonna be, like, some krakens that show up. And krakens don't count. Krakens aren't god enough for you. <laughs> no, I think that, like, Euron is going to be the closest thing to the Eldritch Horror, like, god thing that we see. Would he have a squid face? Maybe. He does in the dream that Aaron has. I hope so. <laughs> god, I would love to see a squid face, man. Is he going to have a squid face, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Davy yes. Joe? Yeah, but the top or of his head would be squid. Hen- handsome Squidward. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to Squidward in the end. All right, I'm satisfied with all your answers, Emmanuel. I hope so. But I don't know. I feel like I was not making sense, but I've got, I think, like one more thing to talk about, uh, which is the uh, Balon looks a lot like Blood Raven. Oh. Hmm. Ooh. And uh, oh shit, he yeah. Looking kind of shitty though. He's in a chair. He's in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> so many connections. Uh, specifically the. Uh, the mushroom stuff, so Bloodraven has, like, mushrooms growing on his face, and um, Balon's hair it looks like a wintry sea with white caps, which is a wordplay that's like, you know, white caps are the foamy waves, but they're also a mushroom. So he's got mushrooms in his hair, uh, symbolically. And the mushroom stuff, I've talked a little bit about it before, the, like, the mushroom cloud from the, from the meteors hitting... Is the is analogous to the weirwood, and also mushrooms are they grow in a net? Mm. Yeah, the the mycelium, the like fungal the underground network, network yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so there's that, but this this wordplay also connects. This is like bolstering the green sea idea, where like you know the white caps of the ocean, uh, they both have mushrooms. Yeah. This proves that George loved puns. It's it's bolstering yeah. the power. I. Also, Mushroom is a great character in um, Fire and Blood. So. <laughs> yeah. There's also, there's a couple of times whenever George uses the, um, it's kind of like a saying that like something pops up like mushrooms after a rain, because like, <laughs> that's when mushrooms, that's when mushrooms grow and they, you know, they like whenever it's all moist and the mushrooms pop up. And that's the same thing that like the rain is the meteor rain and then weirwoods pop up from those so what are we laughing at okay it wasn't something i said it was a handsome handsome euron handsome squidward with an eye patch it's very evocative the eye that is showing should be blue the one under the cap is under the 
I'm that's cutting all this out. That's his sharing gun, so. Yeah, that's his sharing gun. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the thingamajigs. Oh, it's not active. Okay. The Tomoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Balon is Bloodraven. What does that mean? Just that the sea and the green are the same? Yeah, and it is like another Night's King figure, where he's like the undead version of Azor High, like after his transformation, the like icier version that is uh, in Rebellion of the Throne, and yeah. All the Ironborn have like pretty... They, we've I think we've talked about their, like, links to the Dothraki and, the, yeah. and that stuff. There's also a good... Uh, Theon mentions how, like, every captain is a king on his mm-hmm. ship. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, like, yeah, the ship is, like, a throne is, like, the weirwood and, like, a horse yeah. and the cow. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> And if two Ironborn fought, it would be a clash of kings. Oh, shit. A clash of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think okay. I have anything else. Me neither. Oh, yeah, there's a number thing where uh, Stannis has 117 ravens, and that is Master Chief number. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> no, I like the part... Right. Yeah, That's on I liked how the Theon chapter was already starting his whole, like remembering who you are thing where when he said what is dead may never die it was theon said remembering i was like oh fuck mm-hmm. theon's mm-hmm. gonna be remembering for a long time he also says i must never go from afar from the sea again <laughs> <laughs> and then an always sunny title card appears over his fucking face uh-huh. theon goes far from the sea again yeah 117 it's a uh, nine thirteens nine times 13 so i don't know uh, nine times okay. thirteen. What is the nine? Nine is three times three. There's some nines. There's like the weirwood grove of nine and the uh, the nine points on uh, Rob's crown. Uh, nine is seven plus two. And mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of any other nines. There's uh, I think there there's if you count if you count the eight. Cairns at the Tower of Joy plus Baby John, then that's nine because they're they're all kind of like weirwood seeds because they're bodies that were buried under the bloody stones that are covered in Lyanna's blood, metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not convinced of nine as a number yet, but maybe we'll find more <laughs> nines. There's less nines. Look out for nines in general. So so far we've got things that our numbers are. Is one and Seven. two a number? No. Three is a number. Not three really. is the first number. Three is the first number. Okay. Three is a number. Four uh, is I, also a number so. because that's how a Dracon is. <laughs> right? Dracon uh-huh. is four. I don't okay. think five is anything. No. Five is not a number. Six, no. Five is nothing. Six is a number because it's six plus one. Six sometimes. Six. 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 Seven is a number. Seven is a magic number. Eight. But wait, six plus the mother is seven Mm. for dire wolves. Mm. Okay. I I I think it usually has to be a seven. I'm fine with not uh, not having six in there. I don't like six. Yeah, we don't need six. (laughs) 
Okay, seven Fuck is a number. Off, eight is a number. Eight is a Nine number. Is yeah, a number. eight's a number. Nine's kind of a number. Sometimes, maybe. We'll get there, maybe, on nine. Put it on deck. Okay. okay. Nine is on notice. Ten is... No, there's no ten. Ten is fucking nothing. Nine is on thin eyes, but... Ten and eleven are both nothing. But twelve is something. Twelve yeah. is God, 12 Maybe is we need to keep a list of all the numbers that aren't anything, and maybe that's gonna tell us that something. <laughs> there's infinite of those. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Infinity and one. Oh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think 13 is the last number until you get to 1,000. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, we had 117. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 69 yeah, we have is also... 420, we have 69. <laughs> oh, right, my bad. <laughs> no, you know... We had the riddle of 69. Hasn't been invented yet. 69 hasn't been invented yet until John figures out the first step. Uh-huh. That's how that Dream of Spring is gonna end. That's the riddle of 69 <laughs> that he's gonna solve. The new number. That's how you end the long yeah. night. You have to respect women, John. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, right, I don't have anything else to say. Me neither. I think right. we can get to lemon yeah. cake. Okay, lemon time. Yeah, mine is easy. Mine is just Higurashi again. It did remind me when... when reading Theon and thinking about Theon and like if you like an absolute fail son as your protagonist uh, Keiichi from Higurashi is one of the one of the best fail sons you can have yeah he hates his parents so much I my lemon cake is uh I don't know I don't have one damn dude <laughs> <Okay>. move on <laughs> uh, my lemon cake is sewing which I do a lot, and oh, 80% cool. of the time, I'm unhappy and frustrated and angry. <laughs> but at the same time, I enjoy it, probably. What, what kind of stuff do you sew? I like clothes. Um, so I made some fun clown pants out of uh, a duvet that my parents were getting rid of, like a duvet cover. So they're like clown. They're different colors on each leg, and they're like puffy. And I'm making a bomber jacket at the moment once I figure out which materials to use. It's it's terrible, but I like to do it. Nice. We're gonna talk sewing sometimes. I do that too. Ah, nice. Mine is I've been re-watching Avatar on Netflix, and I have been having <sighs> a lot of fun. I've gotten through, pretty good show. Yeah, it's I've so gotten good. two seasons so far, and I'm excited to get into the third one, because it's the most fun one. Mm-hmm. It's almost offensive how good that yeah. show is. I know, it's is. so know. good. It's so fun. And I, I'm, like, looking at the, the previews of all the episodes and stuff, and it's crazy how much they fit into so few episodes, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, season three is yeah. wild. It's such, like, a nice balance between, like, very tight economic storytelling and then, like, a couple mm. episodes where you're just chilling. Yeah, yeah it's some of the best even, filler episodes. There's no, like, real filler, I would say, because yeah. even the episodes where they're not advancing the big plot, they're, like, advancing characters or advancing, like, other things that are going on. It's all really good. Ah, uh, good writing, yeah. imagine. I know, the writing <laughs> is good to me. I just wish uh, they'd had another season to do the, like, yeah. Azula I'm definitely going to have thing. to read all the comics once I'm done with this, because I'm really interested now. My Lemon Kick last week was uh, also a TV show, maybe not that good TV show, but it's my guilty pleasure show, which is Outlander. I was watching season four <laughs> okay. in, like, a few days. And, yeah, it's just a wild ride, always. It's so super, like, over-the-top and kind of trashy but also i mean it's it's well acted and it's uh it has themes and stuff it's it's kind of what game of thrones could have been 
Yeah, that, that's what, that was what I was gonna say. Like, that's what I heard all the time when Game of Thrones mm. was still on. Like, people saying that you should watch Outlander instead. Okay, I'm gonna say if you liked Game of Thrones until, like, season three, then uh, you will like Outlander, probably. It is pretty violent, and uh, there's some rape scenes in it, which are, uh, yeah, not obviously not uh, comfortable to watch, but uh, gonna say that's a good thing if they aren't, and how to deal with it is certainly much, much, much better than, for example, Game of Thrones did. It's not an easy, fun watch, but it's an engaging show. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I guess that's the episode, then. Yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening to your favorite podcast, uh, Song of Babies and Puppies. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the only podcast, so it has to be your yeah. favorite. It is by default your favorite, but it is not <laughs> be do- by default your least favorite, because we don't let you say that about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> George would be disappointed if you thought that. Uh, see you next week, probably, depending on release yeah. and such. Yeah. And as yes. always, fuck Jorah. Fuck Jorah. Fuck Jorah. Fuck Jorah. Fuck Jorah. Fuck. Fuck Balon. Oh, fuck yeah. Balon. Yeah, fuck Balon. Fuck Balon. I'm, I'm gonna say fuck Theon this week, and then fuck George. Yeah, fuck Theon yeah. too. Fuck Theon. I, I feel that's yeah. too harsh for him as a full character, so I'm not gonna say fuck, fuck Theon. Theon. But yeah, <laughs> okay. Captain Starter deserved better. Theon needs okay. help, but fuck him. Fuck Tyrion. Right. Fuck Robert. He's dead, but I'm still. Stopping my recording. Bye. One breath away from Mother Oceania, your nimble feet make prints in my sand. You have done good for Turn.